Hello and uh, welcome to Topfield. Um, it's uh, it's the last game of the year, actually. I have to confess, and um, we're hoping for a, for a much better result than we have seen uh, lately and more recently at, at, at home games. Alongside me in the electric chair is a very unusual uh, case of a, a bit of reverse psychology going on. We've got um, we've got Freddie Cardi next to me. How are you doing, Freddie? Yeah, very well. How are you? Good to be here. Yeah, no, I'm doing I'm doing splendid, Freddie. I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to grumble, mate. Uh, the weather's been holding out so unusually nice. It and has. And, and we've just heard one of my classic tunes, George Harrison, My Sweet Lord. We're going to need the Lord's help today if we're going to get three points. Yeah, and Bergkamster will feel they're in need of some divine intervention if they're to stay up in the league this year as well. So an important Hertfordshire derby for both of these teams. Just looking around there, taking it all in. Nowhere else I'd rather be on this Saturday afternoon. Really enjoyed being back, getting some commentaries in over, yep. over the holidays. Still a good three or four more to come as well. So great to be here again, and thank you for having me. No, hey, Freddie, listen, you are, you are, the, uh, you are the mentor. That's uh, that's given me this uh, this new lease of life into into football commentary. I've always done it at home, shouting and screaming in front of the telly. But it's so much nicer when you've got people listening to you instead of telling you to shut up. Yeah, I can uh, sympathise with that after watching Arsenal the other night. I'm sure your house is similar to mine. Well, we were bullied, weren't we? We were beaten up, and and that's what happened. Yeah, and I well think beaten. It, it wasn't too dissimilar the other day uh, for for Hitchin, was it? I just can't, we got just got overrun in the middle of the park. Yeah, overrun in the middle of the park in a very resolute defence. Never really played off football you know for Arsenal I thought it was a case of trying to play pretty football instead of yeah. actually you know taking players on going a little bit more direct Hitchin just couldn't find any formula at all in that game I think they only had two shots on target one of those was a long range hit from Stephen Gleeson the other was a rather speculative Finley Wilkinson free kick it was uh, as I put to Mark Burke after a very typical Royston yeah. versus Hitchin game it's yeah, it you know there really was a sense of deja vu of previous meetings at, at Garden Walk pretty football is never played at that ground it just no. isn't <laughs> no it's always like drenched isn't it? and yeah. it's always like plenty of cut and it uh, suits Royston you know it yeah, really it does. does you know they'll, and they've struggled this season but that is the sort of game and I think they know with Hitchin they can bully Hitchin a bit yeah, they can okay. intimidate Hitchin and you know get under their skin and they did that really well well Josh Coldicott-Stevens had, a, had, a, had a, a, an excellent game uh, for Royston and it's never a good thing when you're ex-player but it's also very typical as well isn't it of, of course not, not the same with we, we didn't bring Isaac Gallifard on but he no. scored against Royston last time yeah as did Bradley Bell earlier this season as well it is you know there is a real thing of players going up against their former sides and of course in that game there were there were players on both teams going up against uh, a club they had played football at before this time it was Cody got Stevens coming out on top he, he had, a, had a good battle in that midfield with Stephen Gleeson didn't he he's not yeah. in the squad today but yeah, yeah always hard to see a player who's, who's popular move on and, and you know good to see him having success even if it's against us yeah no he's a quality player and uh, one, one of our uh, top field favourites as sure some of our listeners as well will appreciate that one. Now, of course, today we play Burke Hampstead, but it's not the same Burke Hampstead that, that took us out of the cup, is it? Yeah, very, very different team um, to that team who beat us in the, the Hart Senior Cup final last year. What, I mean, what a season they have, first and foremost. They yeah. absolutely stormed the Southern League Division yeah. 1 Central, promoted up uh, to, to step three, 19 points clear of Biggleswade FC. They only lost one home league game. That was after promotion was confirmed. They won their first 22 consecutive home games, 
scored 91 and conceded 32 in 36 games. They they had an incredible season. It has sort of caught attention nationwide. BBC Sport were down there doing sure. a few articles, and it was that much of a impressive season for Burkhamsey. But as so often happens, promotion happens. Your good players who've stood out are then poached by bigger clubs. Yeah. In their case, it was actually Christovane going back down to the league below their manager. Two changes of management since one in the week. It's it's sad to see really because you want to yeah. see teams come up and compete, but they've they've just not been able to because of really circumstances outside of their control. Sure, and I mean change of manager. Not that we've had one in a, in, a, in a, an age uh, can also have a, have a positive effect on some teams. Yeah, it can. I mean, Steve Heath's the, the job in the summer. I mean, they lost more than an entire first eleven of players since promotion. You know, including their captain, their, their top goal scorer. Steve Heath always a, a difficult job in his hands. I mean, they won their first game of the season against Nuneaton, but even before that, they'd lost seven two to Cheson in the cup. They then lost seven one to Ware in a friend uh, Kings Langley. Sorry, in a friendly after that charity cup game. So they've they've never got going at all this season. Steve Heath's work was done after they lost to Sudbury, who are of course a relegation rival, lost to them on Boxing Day. So he's departed. Trish and Patel, who's been part of the coaching staff here for the last couple of years, actually. So he was a part of the team last year, right. coming through very well thought of, um, actually. And Mark Burke was praising him in his pre-match uh, comments. So yeah, he's, mm. he's someone who will be getting these players up for it today. And, and I think we will see a bit of that, even if it's not new manager bounce, interim manager bounce, certainly. It won't be easy. This is not a good time to play Burke Hampstead. Any team with a new manager coming in, you know what's going to be like. Yeah, and especially given our current home form, all of our most of our points this season they've come on the road, which mm. is a bit of a bit of an oxymoron, really, because uh, Hitchin usually suffer on the road. But uh, we certainly need to get ourselves back into winning ways um, to end 2023 with, and uh, and uh, I can't wait to see the back end of mm. 2023, uh, as I'm sure uh, a lot of Hitchin fans. I just want to give a shout out as well to Neil Frederick Jensen, very nice uh, mm. gentleman that came over and, uh, and and gave me his book, The Great. Um, Uncrowned, it's called. So, football's most celebrated losers, um, which, which is definitely going to be an interesting read. And that's very kind of him to to pass this on to me. I'll be, I'll give it a read, and then I'll be able to give a, a better review of yeah, that. Yeah, he's a, he also wrote um, Tales of the Town, which compiled the full history of Hitchin Town, um, which I'm still having only about halfway through. But that's a really interesting read, all the way back to those early days, that first FA Cup. So, yeah, certainly a man who knows his stuff about the Canaries. And uh, that's that's in uh, the Canary Club in, yeah, shop. Yeah, as I'm sure there. Uh, other of his books I've seen some of Leif's books in there as well so yeah dude, oh, there's, there's a really good array of programmes and books and no, all there sorts is. in that club shop yeah and they've got a sale on at the moment as well mm. I brought myself a nice shirt in there the other day so uh, get down now and uh, and grab yourself a nice bit of kit mm. so I'm going to run through the teams for you like I say it's a completely brand spanking new Burkhamsted team uh, that are not doing too well this season th- This season, but uh, that can all change and it usually does when they come and visit top fields but without further ado here we go Hitchin Town is in Goal number one, Charlie Horlock. Uh, he captains the side today. We're going to guess it's a, bra- a back five of yeah. Bradley Bell, Lane Eady, Toby Syme, Dan Emmervon and Kai Turl. Uh, in the middle of the park is going to be Cav Cotter, uh, along with possibly Daddy, Dan Idiakola. And then there's a front three of Sneelis, um, Galliford and Finley Wilkinson. But a very positive front four um, for Hitchin going forward. On the bench for them today is number 12, John Freeman. Still waiting for him to sort of make a big, huge impact and get his... Uh, and get a first start, possibly. Josh Mollison finds himself uh, on the bench as well as a goalkeeping sub. As the last uh, nearly happened to Charlie Horlock, nearly yeah, got injured. Yeah, last week, wasn't it? We was panicking about that <laughs> slightly. Uh, Stan George, who uh, goes to the bench today, he joins uh, Arnold Matshazi and also new signing Ryan Sellers, yet to make an appearance for the town. 
for Burke Hampstead in goal number one, Jamie Head. He also captains the side, so two captain goalkeepers today. Uh, number two is Samuel McClelland. Number three is uh, Hamilton Bunga. Number four, Adam Martin. Five is Luke Messingham. Number six is Mark Riddick. Number seven is Kyle Williams. Number eight is Sammy Basadi. Number nine, Matthew Bateman. Uh, he's a familiar name. Mm. Number 10 is Nathan Freighter. Uh, we had a freighter at Arles a years ago. And um, number 11 for them is Luke Warner Eli. Uh, on the bench for Burke Hampstead is number 12, Daniel Newton. Number 13, Callan Ishmael. Number 14 is Olamayoa uh, Lawal. That's a, that's a bit of a mouthful. Yeah, nice, uh, nicely done. Yeah. Ollie, I think you could get away with. We can call him well. Ollie. He's getting called Ollie today yeah. if he comes on. Number 15 is uh, Aaron Austin. Number 16 is Alex Stelmach. Now, um, a name that jumps out to me straight away for Burke Hampstead is, is uh, Matthew Bateman. Yeah, again, I mentioned his name to Mark Burke after the Royston game. Three goals against Hitchin as recently as August as well, scoring uh, the equaliser in the 2-1 win over Hitchin here at uh, top field, scored in, um, in three different wins against us, so three goals to his name against the Canaries, but uh, needs to step things up for Burkamp, so there's a, a big name signing, re returning to a club where he hit 30, 43 goals in 54 games back wow. in 2019, he's a he's a goal scorer everywhere he's been, this will be one of the toughest tasks of his career, but he could be the man for them this season, if he does settle down, start finding uh, the back of the net, he's going to be absolutely crucial, that's a brilliant signing, to take someone like him from Royston, you know, back to a team that's second from bottom, that's a, that's a real real coup for Burko so I'm looking forward to see, seeing what he can do yep absolutely so we'll, we will definitely have our eye on him that's the uh, that's the number nine up front for, for Burke Hampstead today uh, Bateman mm. um, they find themselves second from bottom so not exactly the, the start, dream start that they would have thought of and, and of course now after the defeat to Royston Hitchin Town have slithered their way back down to, to seventh but can go as high as uh, fifth back into the uh, into the relegate into the playoffs. promotion battle sorry I just force a habit yeah and I tell you as well the last time they ended a calendar year in the playoffs they went on to reach the playoff final so it's you right. know it speaks volumes about just how good a year this could be for Hitchin if they do go above Telford back into fifth because of course there's only one other game today this game has been moved from New Year's Day where right. all of the other Southern League games will happen so it does give Hitchin and certainly an advantage to climb up a few places into those playoff spots Happy New Year if that's happy, the case Happy days indeed Burkhamster just trying to move cr climb out of that relegation zone still a long way off a lot of work to do for them Here come the boys then out of the uh, out of the park uh, led of course by Charlie Horlock Isaac Gallifer uh, Toby Syme sorry in behind those now there is a, there is a match on Friday that's going to be played at, at Barwell. Mm. Uh, you want to give us a little bit of detail about that, Freddie? Yeah, so of course, Nuneaton having problems, kicked out of their current ground, so they are ground sharing with Barwell uh, at the moment. So it's not the Canary Derby, it is hitching away to Nuneaton. I can bet that Dave, the coach driver, is going to take us to the wrong ground. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm going up to, to commentate Friday night, it's been moved to because I think Barwell will have a, a commitment themselves on the Saturday. So we'll yeah. be uh, commentating on that one. 7.30, our coverage starts. Kickoff is 7 45pm I'll be joined by the brilliant Joseph McCormack Excellent. from AFC Rushton and Diamonds their coverage of course Radio Diamond so Joe will be joining me uh, on Friday tune in from 7.30pm big game that travelling to, to Barwell great curry sauce and chips to play Nuneaton quite happy Friday night football I would have missed it if it was on the Saturday so sure. happy days yeah no, no and, and uh, I would have uh, I would have been up there right uh, alongside you but uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on mum duty of course
course, uh, mum not feeling uh, chipper at the moment, so uh, we're over there and it's, it's a, a long night. That, honor. Yeah, coach yeah. leaving at 4 p.m. I think so. Yeah, it would be a long day for me. So uh, I've given that one a miss, but uh, Joseph, excellent on commentary yeah. as as is yourself. Great little signing. <laughs> Great little signing. Yeah, absolutely. I think he is a closet hitching boy, isn't he? Is the... Yeah. Well, he'll be uh, he'll be absolutely delighted to meet Jack Sneelis again. Of course, those two yeah. got on very well when Sneelis was at Rushton. There's a couple of former Rushton men in the Burkhamstead side. I think Joe's listening in. I think he's watching Histon v St Neots because um, Chris Nunn, of course, has gone to Histon and yeah. is managing them. But he said he's going to try and stick a headphone in and, and listen to us this afternoon. Excellent. It's a good choice, Joe. It's the, um, there's a couple of red kites circling overhead, which is always uh, always a good sign and, and could be a good omen for, for Hitchin. They're on my coupon today. Freddie, what's the score going to be, mate? I'm going to go for a 3-0 Hitchin. I'm backing the Canaries today. Need a good start. They've, just, they've scored only four first-half goals in their last 13 games, which makes really worrying reading for me. They need to start games better than they, they have been. But if, if they do, they've gone for an attacking side today. The defence, all they, they will have to worry about should be keeping Matt Bateman quiet. Sammy Basardi, Nathan Frey to good players as well. Kyle yeah. Williams has pace to challenge that uh, that back five. But look, the Canaries on paper should be firm favourites. But, you know, they need to win this. They really do. They were really poor against Royce. And one of their worst performances, I'd say, I'd of agree. the calendar year. So they will be under pressure to turn things around today. Should Certainly. mention as well the two goalkeeping captains. Last time Charlie Horlock came up against another goalie of the armband, he scored against him in that there game over Elzo. And he, he lobbed one over him. But it is becoming more and more common, it seems, especially when the you've got these experienced goalies and you perhaps don't quite have that experience in the rest of the side yeah um, so interesting to see but we all know what Chaz delivers absolutely uh, I think for three goals is a, is a definitely a good call but I think Berkey's gonna have at least one goal in them so I'm gonna I'm gonna pump for a 3-1 there Freddie and um it looks like uh, Hitchin are going to mm. traditionally kick off towards the Bedford Road end. They did lose the toss-up, um, and Burke Hampstead have, uh, have got the free kick, uh, the, the, the kick-off, I'm sorry about that. Referee just checking with everybody, making sure everything's all nice and neat. Yeah, Hitchin fans swapping ends, walking up to the other end as well. Yeah, I don't know why they don't just start there because it's like it's traditionally we always kick and we are underway now as the referee blows his whistle and uh, Berkhamsted can get us underway. Pumped forward then and uh, looking for a Berkhamsted head. It's been found by the number eight, Basadi. Picked up in the hitching end by uh, Brad Bell who's going to throw, take this throw in. Yeah, fast start is crucial. You know, you're playing against a, a side really struggling. They've had playing changes, managerial changes. If you can get an early goal, you know, it'll, it'll really put the pressure on. Looking like they've got two up front in Bateman and, uh, and Freighter. Uh, two very agile players. One's going to be big and holding the ball up. I guess that's Freighter's job. Uh, and Bateman will be, um, will be bouncing around. There's Hitchin lobbed the ball forward. That's just a little bit too far. That's goalie to goalie. Charlie Horlock acknowledges that... Mm. Uh, and talking on that front too, that's where the back three is really important because it then gives you a free man. So now Turl can go and occupy Bateman, Freighter and Simon go head to head, and then Emavon's free on the left hand side. Edie's dropping back in. It just gives you that man advantage, which can be really important, especially when perhaps with Bateman you might want to stick two defenders on him at times if he's you know really looking dangerous. So I, I'm not surprised Mark Burke stuck with that back three. Yeah, no, exactly right. You do need to pick up your uh, your front men. Uh, it's a free kick to uh, to Burke Hampstead. It's in uh, not a particularly dangerous position, but um, just inside Hitchin half. And uh, there's plenty of men forward, including Bateman and Freighter, 
up there looking for some pickings. In King comes the throw in then. It's going to be headed up by the number two. He gets a good head on it, but there's, uh, there's nobody in the zone where he's, uh, where he's planted it. And Kai Till can lump this one forward. And it's exactly what it was, a lump forward. Yeah, again, Finley Wilkinson starting up front, rather isolated. It's Sneelis who's dropped in behind him, along with Idia Koa. Cotter holding the midfield, and Gallifords more to the uh, left-hand side. We just need to make sure they get someone up along supporting Finley Wilkinson. He was way too isolated in that Royston defeat. Yeah, we don't need, uh, and, and very similar, of course, colours today as well. Burkamp said in mm. a black and white um, <laughs> that kind of almost looks like a Royston kit as well in places. Let's hope that they don't find the form that Royston did against us. Ball's gone out of play then. It's over the far side by the uh, away dugout. Yeah. Kai Turl it is. It's going to flick this one back in. Another all Hertfordshire game, isn't it? Yeah. Um, shout out to Gareth Hillier, one of the Royston fans. So good to tune in today. Excellent research or insight from Freddie about Burkhamster. Thank He's you, Gareth. He's a machine, and Gareth. He'll <laughs> be... I'm sure he'd have enjoyed listening to us on Boxing Day as a Royston Here fan. Here comes Burkhamsted then, ball forward to the number seven. He's got opportunities, Laney, he's done his job well. Into Bateman, who stuck his foot through it, and that's gone wide. Yeah, first opportunity, one goal so far for Matt Bateman. Missed a penalty in that game against Long Eaton late on. That was obviously a massive game because the two sides down the bottom of the table. So sure. hasn't quite found his form yet for Burkhamsted, but that's an early sighting. Yeah, absolutely is. We do know what he's capable of. He can save it for another day, though, if he likes. Pitching gets back underway then. Idiokoa finds himself all the way back in defence to receive the ball from Charlie Horlock. Pumped forward then and flicked on nicely by uh, Isaac Galliford now into Lane Edy. Lane Edy, the ball's bubbled around a little bit and he's won a throw in for his team. It's, it's right down there in that uh, elusive corner that we can't quite see from our commentary spot. Lane Edy it is that's going to take it. Two goals last time he was here. Lane Edy, two absolute belters as well, particularly the second one to earn that draw against Mikulova. Into Idiakoa then. Idiakoa's got a little bit of dancing to do. Plays it back. He's found Isaac Galliford now. Isaac Galliford into the box, but it's a lame effort in the end. Straight into the goalkeeper's arms. Wilkinson and Bell, the two top scorers, were up there, but just didn't curl it back into their path, did Isaac Galliford in the end. But first sight for first chance for Hitchin to commit players forward. It's Idiakoa sitting alongside Kevin Cotter. And then Sneed is it's almost a 3-2-2-2. Two, two, two. Yeah, I was just going to say that. It's almost like Five, that. 5-2-2-2. Two, 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 Lovely little say. turn then from Freighter who can lob this one into the 18-yard box, but there's nobody there. Brad Bell's gone right over to the corner now to, to wrestle it out with a, with a Burkhamsted man. He's done very well there, just taking care of uh, Ely. 5-2-2-1. Two, two, <laughs> I'm getting my maths confused. That'll be 12 players on the pitch. But, yeah, there's not a lot of width offered so far, but, of course, those wing-backs will like to, will like to bomb forward. I just... You know, with Sneelis and Idia Koa, you just hate to waste them by dropping them too deep. But let's hope they can get on the ball. Yeah, it was a bit like a bit like the uh, Declan Rice incident, wasn't mm. it? You know, just he, he needs to be in the middle of the park, and I think that's where we need Idia Koa forward. Yeah, but also if you thrust too many forward, you then leave Cotter isolated in midfield, as we often had with Cody Cot Stevens last season. Cotter does well there, just to dispossess the uh, the Berkhamsted man. Played forward then, Bradley Belkin. Shepherd this out, but he's uh, he's ended up impeding his man. He's yes. taken Ely out. Schoolboy from Bell because that wasn't a great ball across to um, Warner Ely, and Bell just got the wrong side of him. Was forced to bring him down. Should have been goal side, and that ball first came across. So it's a free kick then to um, to Burkhamsted. It's right outside the Canary Kitchen. And, of course, we can see these uh, causing us problems, as they have done in the past. They do, and Burkhamps is certainly the taller of the two teams. Bateman, you can see that high up against Kai Turl, and Freighter's being watched closely by uh, 
Toby Syme. Well, he's, on, he's right on Horlock at the moment. Just moving away now as the, as the ball comes in. And um, referee's whistle blows. Here we go. The, the arms are thrown aloft and it's coming in very sharp to that corner post. But Horlock was there to cover it. Yeah, no real cohesion with that routine because if you're going to go there, you need a man running across that near post. Distributed early then. Finn Wilkinson can pick this up on the left-hand side. He's going to be looking to cut inside. He goes around the outside instead. It's well defended by the number four, Martin. But... Uh, Wilkinson can get it back to Edie then. Into the centre to Cav Cotter. That's across to the middle to Brad Bell. Take it on, Brad. Have a shot. Uh, <laughs> decides to go further right to Kai Turl. That's coming to the box. Brad Bell has hit that one on the volley and uh, it's just got underneath it. No problem with Bell having a go there at all. Sneelis just took it down from that long ball in from Turl and Bell just got under it in the end. Couldn't quite connect as he'd have liked but nice attack again a lot of experience there from Adam Martin that was an important tackle Wilkinson trying to go one way and the other but Martin just held his ground yeah he done very well there did he the Berkhamstead man and uh, and Brad Bell entitled to take that on he is the second uh, highest goal scorer for Hitchintown this season mm. so uh, every uh, every right to take that shot on we're uh, we're seven minutes in it's uh, still remains Hitchintown nil Berkhamstead nil uh, sniffs at either end I think is a fair comment but uh, nothing to really write home or get excited about just yet just those half chances wasn't it for Bell uh, and Bateman throw in then to Hitchin over on the far side by Berkey's dugout it's Bell that takes it tried to chip it forward but uh, it's picked up by Berkhamstead in the middle of the park now I think that's uh, lumped forward from uh, from Freighter, it's not a good one, and uh, straight down Charlie Orlock's throat in the end. Just a little bit too long when you go long ball. Here's Emavon then, down this uh, left-hand side. Squares it in the middle to Cavcott. Oh, I don't think he wanted it, but no, he'll he take didn't. it. Flicked on by Finn, but instead it's flicked up and, uh, and headed out to touch by Mark Riddick. Emavon enjoying a, a real run in the side now. Six starts since that move from Wingate and Finchley. He's done well on the left side of defence, almost filling in for Kieran Jones now, isn't he? I think Mark Burke's quite happy with his contributions. Edie just flicking it into the box and, uh, yeah, just left there for Sneelis to run on to, but the goalkeeper out sharpish. Uh, Sneelis just didn't go early enough, did he? I think he, he didn't yeah. think that ball was going to curl around the defender and he, he didn't anticipate it. If he did, there would have been problems to Burke Hampstead. Well, he'd have been one-on-one, -on -one, wouldn't he? As Freitas goes up, he's uh, a said to have been offside. Um, I'm going to agree with the line, He's about seven foot tall. <laughs> it doesn't mean we're all big and scary, though. No, they're not all big <laughs> and scary. He's got a very nice smile on the gent. Kaitel then on the far right hand side lobbed in looking for Wilkinson and it's gone straight back to the goalkeeper there just a little bit too much length on these through balls at the moment yeah and Wilkinson again if you are going to go long you need to have that man who you can knock it down to as well and he's got no one up in support so they just need to refrain from the long balls they don't need to do it Hitchin and a goal kick then for Burkhamstead flicked on by the, uh, by the Burkhamsted man, dealt with by Dan Emavon. And up into the centre of the park, Burkhamsted can header it back into the danger area. This time it's Kai Turl that gets the ball clear for Hitchin Town. A little bit of tennis going on. Burkhamsted has got the ball. It's with uh, Ely out on that far left-hand side, looking to try and get themselves into the middle of the box. Brad Bell's been skinned and the ball comes into the park flicks forward by the number four that's just a little bit too far forward and goal kick to Hitchintown yeah Hitchin won't mind that to Berkhamstead side who are still sort of clicking and have not been scoring goals have gone without scoring in four of their last five uh, so Hitchin 
You know, we all know how important the first goal is in this game here. Absolutely, and it hasn't been Hitchens recently, but we have uh, we have fought back from the uh, from the brink of disaster a couple of occasions, mm. and uh, so we're no. Uh, we're no strangers to going behind. Conceded first in each of our last six games, actually. It's amazing. Cav Cotter then just not quite getting his, his shot right. And here comes uh, Freighter now. Freighter on the ball. Excellent ball played outside to Ray. And there's Bateman. Bateman just should have maybe took it on himself rather than uh, trying to play Freighter back in. Hitching can come up and break away with Wilkinson. Yeah, I don't think he was. I think he was actually trying to get that sort of flick, that back flick towards goal, Bateman. It just came to him at a, a, a difficult angle, but another nice counter-attack there. Sure, certainly showing that they mean business, and mm. uh, Hitching just need to be a little bit switched on at the back. Throwing then to Hitching. Finds its way all the way back to Captain Horlock in goal, and Hitching can build again. Down this left-hand side then with Sneelis. Sneelis into Idiakoa and played out across to the right-hand side. It's Keitel that's going to pick up this ball. Looking for his options. He's found one and uh, that's just going to be a little bit too much. Again, Brad Bell's got a bit of pace about him, but he's not a gazelle. Yeah, it's strange of Hitchin, isn't it? A lot of the, you know, that football that wasn't played by the Canaries, Mark Burke sort of blaming the pitch and the condition, saying he picked mm. a team that was... Horses for courses, but you know there, there shouldn't be any excuses. It's a good top field playing surface, even though it's not you know it's not been ideal weather and preparation. The pitch has looked better than this, of course, but we're yeah. in, you know we're in the middle of winter. But I, I think yeah. you know we've got to start proving that we can play our football, get the ball down and play. And, you know, instead of blaming the conditions, this team should you know shouldn't be hitting long balls over the top. That is not what it's no. you know been put out here to do. Well, look at the one touch football that we were playing. Do you know what I mean? And and it was just tearing teams yeah. apart. And, and and now we, we revert into this kind of... It's almost like we're getting a little bit worried and a little Mikel, bit scared. Mikelova was a prime example last Saturday, yeah, was. wasn't it? When Hitchin had their spells, they were knitting some really a, nice moves together. That's a very soft free kick given away by Isaac Galliford and uh, on the big number 10 freighter, another free kick to, to Burke Hampstead. Just nudged, wasn't he? But one of those, if you if you go up for the ball and, and don't look like you're you're challenging for the ball, then, the, you know, if there's no intent to actually win it and you just back into a player, then... You know, the referees do give the free kick because it, it can be dangerous when you're up in the air and someone's impeding you underneath. It's true. If they put you off balance mm. uh, while you're up in mid-flight, then uh, you can land awkwardly. Massive thing in rugby, isn't it? If you get sort of caught in the air, they, they've really clamped down on it. Loads uh, up from Bur for, for Burke Amstead. The referee's blown his whistle. The free kick comes in. It's high and floating. And uh, at the end, the Lino's put his flag up for something. Not sure what it is. Freighter offside again. I think it was difficult to see from our angle, but no complaints from him or his teammates. No. So it must have been a good call. And there it is. So the free kick being taken by Charlie Horlock then. It looks like it's going to go over to Kai Turl. I don't think he's going to pump this one forward and long. It is, in fact, across the goal. So we're going to be playing out from the back. Kai Turl it is then. He decides to lump it forward. So uh, why didn't Charlie Horlock do that? It's picked up, fortunately, by Isaac Galliford in the centre circle. He can now come forward. He's got Cav Cotter and Emmervon's making an interesting run on the outside. He gets the ball. Nobody else, though, and Cav Cotter's been taken out for lunch. The referee's not interested in picking up the bill. <laughs> and uh, Hitchin's still in possession. It's uh, Kai Turl then over the right-hand side. He's had a nice slice of Christmas pie on that one, and it's gone out for a throw-in. Getting all the analogies in, Marat. You know, I haven't started editing together our funniest moments of 2023, but oh, you're, you're sneaking some in. in in the 11th hour. But, yeah, I... <laughs> 
I don't know how that wasn't a free kick against Cotter, to be honest. But it is, it is good to see Emmerville now. He sort of steps up into midfield. It allows Edie then to push further down the left-hand side. And you suddenly get those sort of triangles that you can operate in down the left. And Emmerville's good at that foul throw in there by the Burkhamsen man. And that's a, a real bonus for Hitchin. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, don't know. I think it was Bunga that did it. Uh, it's... Uh probably uncharacteristic of him if you've got a guy and the, the lino's flagging again don't know what's going on but uh, we've been awarded a free kick so uh, they won't hear too many complaints from these two gooners no canaries canaries <laughs> yeah. yeah sorry and slip gooners, of the tongue. but <laughs> less relevant in these circumstances absolutely I guess. Yeah. yeah no that one just slipped out because we were talking about <laughs> arsenal west ham earlier, we were complaining about arsenal yeah um, galliford will have the chance to swing it in it's a another referee doesn't seem too keen to let the game flow with a couple of these sort of nudges that have been called for but yeah, chance we for Hitchin to get that in the box yeah we do get them occasionally it is Isaac Gallifard you're right that's going to take this one no other Hitchin players anywhere near him so it's going to be a, a big old in swinger there from the, uh, from the right hand side plenty of movement none other than Finn Wilkinson is in there the goalkeeper's punched it clear and fortunately Burkhamsted head can flick it a little bit further clear uh, and they can clear their ranks. Here's Isaac Galliford then. A little bit of pace about him, but the big number eight was uh, Bissardi was breathing down his neck and uh, still is breathing down his neck. As Lainey says, this is how you deal with uh, Freighter and gives him a good old shove in the back. Yeah, all looking to be quick of his line to clear that away. It was, uh, it was well worked by Galliford, but then that pass back to us well was not where they wanted it. Emmervon just coming in and, and, and saving Hitchin again there because, uh, because Williams had, uh, had a little bit of a free run. And there's uh, Cav Cotter then. He's flicked it looking for the run that Emmervon had made. And he's making some good runs, Emmervon, at the moment. He is, yeah. And he works well with Lane Eady. There's a lot of experience and, and quality there. Eady just sat back to allow Emmervon. But, you know, it's another sort of hit and hope pass over the top. But it was. they're going to look to stretch this defence. Yeah, we just need to, to, to maybe not hit them as hard because they're just mm. going out of play or straight to the goalkeeper. So just finding the, 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 the speed of the pitch at the moment, maybe I'm being a bit kind. Yeah, they, they, they're not keeping it down so far, but when they have been able to, we know Hitchin can play their football and win this game. Flicked on by Freighter then. Is Edie's going to pick up the bits and pieces. It's bounced off and Lemavon's going to have to mm. head this one clear. Adjusted really well there to get that away. Isaac Galliford then slumped it forward. It's quite positive this time. If Finn Wilkinson picks up the speed, he's not going to uh, headed nice and casually and calmly back by uh, Luke Massingham. Yeah, one of those former Russian Diamonds player. Departed in October. By the time he did, he was, was captain. Scored their first goal of the season against Corby, I'm informed by Joseph as well. And he played a key role in their end-of-season drinks at Windsor Racecourse as well, by the sound of it. I bet he did. <laughs> Joseph and Chris Nunn, the last two standing, I'm told. Fair play, but Joe. If Joe remembers it, then we'll have to take his word for it. Yeah, he's mixing it with the best of the best. He is, yeah. Ball back with the uh, Berkhamster goalkeeper, Jamie Head, then. And uh, chased down by Finn Wilkinson. A very lonely figure of Finn Wilkinson up front. And I feel that's not really his game. And it's not where you can utilise what Finn Wilkinson can do when he's up there on his own. Because he's just not that kind of player. No, and I think he's a player as well. You know, when he's enjoying himself, linking up with other players. You know, he'll always run in behind and work his socks off. But you want him to be enjoying his football up there. And sprinting yeah. after these loose balls. Going up for headers, you're not going to win. You're not going to be enjoying yourself. And as a striker, you want to be in confident form. Really? And this is, just isn't the best way of getting you know the best use of Finley Wilkinson 
McClellan then for Burkhamsted, putting the ball into, into touch and uh, it's a throw in two, Hitchin down this near side to the commentary position, Lane Eady is the man with the ball, flicked on by Idiakoa now, looking for Finn Wilkinson but he's gone round, that's an excellent oh. run from Idiakoa, look at this, all the way round into the, into the box and uh, eventually it's, it's gone into the, the side netting, appeals were was shouted out by the Hitchin players for a deflection. Referee doesn't agree and it's going to be a goal kick. Just ping back off the shin of Idiokoa. Brilliant run. Recalls one he made against AFC Sudbury in the FA Cup where he's he just oh, able yeah. to, to spin away from players yeah. out of nowhere. It's amazing. You know, when he hits that stride and he can just skip around players, make them look silly. So, nice bit of football from Idiokoa. Just didn't quite get the ball back into the box. Coming out from the midfield then at the moment, Idiokoa, he's still getting himself forward and, and a very dangerous player when he is on form. Just flick the ball forward there at the moment, looking for, um, there's, been a, there's been an infringement. Brad Bell's not too happy about that. He's wound his neck in this time. Just the Bell, Bell stud, I think, just caught his man and there was enough for uh, a foul to be given by the referee. Foul on Ely then, which is going to be... Uh, a free kick to Burkhamsted. It's in the centre circle in their own half. Another really impressive signing, that Luke Warner, really. Part of the Peterborough mm. Sports side that were promoted two seasons ago and um, played for St Albans as well. So uh, another experienced player who's played at a higher level. In comes the free kick then from the goalkeeper. It's uh, kind of tried to be flicked on there from Bateman. It's, uh, sorry, not from Bateman. It's from Messingham. Um, and it didn't quite work out for him. Here's Emavon then. Emavon clears long. And uh, there's just nobody up there for Hitchin at the moment. We've got, uh, we've got lucky then, and we've picked up the ball in the middle of the park with Cav Cotter, who's launched mm. that forward, trying to find Brad Bell, but again, Ely is, is that man that's picking up the ball for him in those dangerous positions. I don't want to compare Cav Cotter to Andre Pirlo, but he's almost playing that Pirlo role, isn't he, where he just sits at the base of midfield and just looks to spray the ball around. And yeah. He's got willing runners in Bradley Bell and Lane Eady as well, and you can, you can see what the idea is, but also, you know, when you've got Sneelis in front of you, you can afford to go short, work it to Daniel Idiokoa as well. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, Cav Cotter is, uh, is given that role. Yeah, he's going to be the uh, main distributor. Mm. Um, very different, isn't it? When you had Kai Turl, Cav Cotter and Stephen Gleeson in a midfield three and now it's Cotter with yeah. Idiokoa and, and Sneelis in front of him. It is a much more attacking side. It is. Flicked on then and uh, here's Bateman now. Bateman can get himself into the box. He's got Lane Eady for company. He's had to pull out a little bit and he's squared it into oh. the number eight who tries to do the little, little old flicky back to him but it, it hasn't worked out this time. Eady was convinced Bateman was offside, I think, and held, sort of held his run. Bateman was able to get into the box but not linking up with... Uh, Sammy Basadi in the end. What is, what is it that we used to say at under under 11s level? Play, Play to, to the, the referees with any right, level. Thank you of very football. much. Yeah, well, that's where we usually start mm. <laughs> when it goes up to. Uh, I don't, particularly in the Premier League now I don't understand it when the ball's long over the top and, and they put their arms up appealing for offside which A isn't going to be given mm. because they, they keep the flag down That's right. and B if it is offside the VAR can then check if they've gone on and scored it. and still defenders stand there with their arm raised and you know waiting for that flag to go off it's never going to and you appealing is going to make no difference at this level it will be more but you, you know just keep playing your football and you know as much as they won't they'll hate me for saying it trust the officials <laughs> as well you have to yeah no indeed you have do exactly that. Oh. 20 minutes in then, Hitchin Town in possession with Cav Cotter looking to spray it out. 
down to Wilkinson. Wilkinson is going to get there this time. He's just going to hold it up and flick it off. It's, it's been a uh, little, was a bit too much pace on it for him in the end and he just back heels it out for a throw in. He did really well because that was over a, a, a goal kick or just sprinting a little harder to, to back heel that out for a throw in and he was able to do well to, to do the latter. Of course, he is going to give you 120% mm. every time. 29 of you tuned in. Thank you very much. Hope you're enjoying it. I'm Marek Alionic alongside me, Freddie Cardi for HTFC Radio. Last game of the year, Marek. First one was uh, away at uh, Needham Market, wasn't it, when I cleaned those windows of the, the press box? Seems like a, a long time ago now. It was. I still remember weather, though. it vividly. Yeah, it was, not it? 3-0 defeat for the Canaries. Okay. Quite a nice, uh, quite a nice position to commentate on from, but it does did look, look a bit like a, a disused garden shed on stilts. Yeah, didn't it? we had a, 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 a pole with a, a substitutes bib and a bit of water <laughs> on it, didn't we? And we had a six foot four man in uh, me uh, cleaning the windows, and luckily we were able to do it because we would have been in, in trouble. Otherwise, the game in the end wasn't worth viewing out of that press box but yeah weren't able to go to Needham this year were we but it's a nice no. ground to go to and they're, they're flying at the moment second from top level and points with Mikulova absolutely Mikulova struggling of, of late hitching then in possession flick forward looking for Finlay Wilkinson it looks like it's going to be uh, Galliford's going to leave that it did come off of a Burkhamsted man out for a throw in over on the far side we're halfway into Burkhamsted's half it's still nil-nil yeah, hopefully a few different listeners from various Southern League clubs. You know, we've got a Royston fan in already, of course. The only uh, game in the Southern League that's live on the radio this afternoon here at HCFC Radio. The Lovely other is... turn from Isaac Galliford. Is he going to put his foot through this one? Oh. It's too much hanky-panky in a round. And it's an excellent save in the end from the goalkeeper as a shot coming from Galliford. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He didn't zip the ball into the path of Finlay Wilkinson. He would have liked, but Gallifer getting the second opportunity and drawing that first real save out of Jamie Head. So corner kick for Hitchin. It is first uh, first real good effort on on target for Hitchin Town as well. So corner kick it is. It's going to be taken over on that far, far, far corner. Furthest point away from the commentary box. Going to be an outswinger then. In it comes. It's along the ground, actually, and uh, I'm not sure how many people were tuned into that because it's gone through everybody, but Burkhamsted have still managed to make a mess of it. And there's Bradley Bell into the box, oh. and it's still pumped clear by the Burkhamsted man. So they've, uh, they've redeemed themselves, if you like, because the first clearance was very poor indeed. Lobbed forward looking for Bateman. Bateman's not going to get on the end of that. And uh, Idi uh, Emavon it is that can just head it back to... It is those little moments, isn't it? When you're, when you're yeah. playing against a, a team at the top of the league, those balls get smashed away. You don't get a second opportunity. You get hit on the counter-attack. This time, when you're playing a team short on confidence, not as well drilled, you get those second balls breaking to you. You get the little flicks going your way. And it, it can all just change because Hitchin have not been at their best, but you know they've been allowed to sort of get away with it so far by this Berkhamsted team. Living on the edge then. Are Burkhamsted at the moment, but they're uh, putting together attacks of their own. And here's one coming forward now with uh, Freighter. It's been dealt with well at the back. There's some claims for a, a, an offence. Freighter then allowed to head that. I don't like yeah. the look of that. Uh, Brad Bell then having to deal with the number eight. That's uh, Bessardi uh, who can play it back to his defensive compatriots pumped forward then and just again too much weight on it completely agree no excuse for freighter with three men around him just allowed to go up for a, a free header there that'll really frustrate mark burke i think but you know again nothing really coming of the attack 
fortunately for Hitchin, that time there was uh, there was nothing as uh, Kai Terl can take this kick and, and put Hitchin on the front foot now. We've uh, got a throw in. It's over right in the Berkhamsted dugout. Of course, it's Kai Terl that's going to be going over to take it. Michael Jones uh, there in his shorts. Yeah, after that controversial two yellow cards in quick time against Royston. Slightly controversial, wasn't it? All he did was ask the referee yeah. what it was for. I should think. say um, the quote from Mark Burke, who said um, uh, it was very interesting. There was no bad language, just questions asked, and it was a, a bit bizarre, and they're going to see if they can clear his name as well by recording that conversation on the video camera. said he'd never seen anything like it in his managerial career, just no. you know, politely asking the question and, and being booked not once but twice in quick succession. Yeah, it was a crazy, crazy old scene, wasn't it? He was... Uh, as, uh, anyway, oh. back here is Finn Wilkinson's picked up a nice ball this time. Beautiful chip back pass from Galliford. It was, wasn't it? Galliford can pick this up in the middle. There's another chip forward now. He's looking for Edie! Oh! He's on fire at the moment, Edie. Just wide of the post this time. Offside as well. Elaine Edie just gone too early, so the flag was quickly raised. But Galliford with one pass wide to Wilkinson and another cross into the box. Goalkeeper sort of stuck in the mud. Wasn't sure whether to come out. And Edie should have done better, really. Arriving at the back post wouldn't have mattered anyway. No, he would have been offside. And uh, yeah, Sneelis just unable to get to the ball. It came over the top of him. And, uh, and as you say, it landed at Lane Edy, who, who was in an offside position at the time. But another good attack from Hitchin. And hey, if Isaac Galliford's in this kind of form, we can expect something. Pump forward then by Jamie Head. Yeah, on his day, Galliford, we all know what he can do. You get a throw in for that, Bateman. That's all. Don't know what else you wanted, mate. But... Um, not too happy with the ref and not too happy with Lane Edie either. So you've got to throw in. It's uh, Williams that's going to take it. Long and uh, looking for Bateman. Instead, it's uh, lobbed out of play by Emma Von. In fact, it's, uh, it's come off a Berkhampstead man and Hitchin have, uh, have got the throw in. Toby Syme just uh, anchoring the, the options at the back and uh, Emma Von not going for that. Instead, he runs halfway up the pitch and lobs it forward. Met by the head of a... Berkhamsted man and flicked on now to Freighter. Freighter getting himself into this game. We really don't want him in the game, to be fair. At the back. Into Freighter again. There's a little strap going on He's between him and Ilya Kawa. real strong presence, isn't he? They've not been able to get anywhere near him when he drops into that midfield. I'm not sure if he's, if he's got a brother that used to play for, um, for Arlsey many years ago. Uh, or, or I've got the name. That could be Freitas, actually, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, 60s moment, man. Anybody in their 60s will understand that. Um, we do get confused. Brad Bell, then. Down the right-hand side into Galliford. Galliford back into Bell and tried to do a 1-2, and it hasn't quite worked out for him. And, uh, and here's Bateman now. Got a good little pass out onto Ely. Ely now can come forward and, uh, and Emma Von's got his work cut out now. He's got, got two Berkhamsted players around him, but he's done well, to be fair to the man. That's an excellent bit of work from him, even though it's found its way to uh, a Berkhamsted player. Emma Von again getting stuck in. He's having a great game Really, today. really well played there, Zan Emma Von. The Hitchin fans applauding and rightfully so. Good ball forward then to Wilkinson. Wilkinson can hold this up. People arriving in the box now. Sneelis is in there. Isaac Galliford is in there as well, but it is Wilkinson. He's took a touch and a shot. What a banger from Finley Wilkinson. Top corner. It was an absolute...
absolute gem. Goalkeeper, no chance at all. Hitching Town 1, Burkham said nil. Freddie? You can't keep Finley Wilkinson out of the game. An absolute stunner. He'll be dreaming about the goals like that. And he's just found the top corner for his 13th of the season. And lucky for some. Yeah, but lucky for Hitching Town. That was, listen, that goalkeeper weren't getting anywhere near that one. An absolute peach of a shot. Uh, hopefully uh, the, the cameras are about and we'll, we'll be able to put that one up over the top. You've got to see that. It's an absolute peach from Finn Wilkinson. He only scores bangers though, doesn't he? He does. He's a bit of a banger as the boys. The best way to see out 2023 is to bang it out the way and that's exactly what he's done. 13 for Finn. Yeah, that ball would have found 2024 itself if there wasn't a net to stop it. Absolute <laughs> scream. I like that one, Freddie. Nice one. 30 minutes in then. Here's Burkhamsted with the uh, with the kickoff now. A goal down uh, to, to a Finley Wilkinson smasher. Have they got it in themselves to come back and find a goal? I think they've got All a goal in them. All that momentum with Hitchin now suddenly as well. And this is where a team who are struggling down the wrong end of the table, who've won just once in the league this season, this is where you go in for the kill. No, uh, no free kick given for the offence on Finley Wilkinson. Their referee deems it to have been a perfectly legitimate uh, challenge. And... Um, Oh, again, excellent. Idiot Coa, they're just stopping, breaking down Berkhamsted's uh, attacking moves and, uh, and forcing them to go all the way back to the goalkeeper now. He's going to lump this one forward, uh, looking for that big head, and uh, the only big head it found was Cav Cotter's. Cav Cotter then, it's uh, just found a Berkhamsted man instead. Now is uh, Emma Vaughan. Emma Vaughan's taken, uh, been taken out to, to dinner by Nathan Freighter. Yeah, the uh, assistant quickly raising his flag in Emerfon will just by hitching a bit of time here in the half hour mark but yeah what a strike Finley Wilkinson just hits the ball so hard we went down to that training session didn't we in the yeah, summer did, yeah. and Charlie Horlock actually decided for half of the shots he just didn't want to risk injuring his hands and his wrist because he thought well, there's no point me trying to save some of these he was absolutely <laughs> unleashing them in training and you know we talk about him you know doing all that dirty work running the line and he's got a big smile on his face now you know he's still a young player when, when his confidence is high he's one of the best strikers in the division well I think so yeah I think he's uh, we're very privileged to have him on on the, on the squad because when he's firing he is firing but um, you know I mean we said we ne he needs somebody up there and he's just proved us wrong because he just did it all on his yeah. own he beat four Berkhamsted men and then just cut it on to, switched it on to his right tucked it into the top corner and, and it was a, just a beautiful bit of play here come Hitchin again then it's knobbed forward by Lane Edie's uh, had to force he's actually forced uh, Massing, Massingham to, to kick the ball out of the, out of the field because he did have a couple of hitching boys uh, breathing down his neck mm, yeah ball punted on yeah 13 this season for Wilkinson you know there's, there's going to be people sniffing around you know in the form he's on and he's not maybe found it in recent games but you know goals like this numbers like this and the way he takes them that, that won't go unnoticed no well let's hope it does sneak under yes. the, as Berkey says shush, 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 keep it quiet yeah. keep it quiet here's Hitching then throw in from Lane Eady. Lane Eady looking for his options. He's found one in Isaac Galliford. Nice little flick into Sneelis. Sneelis gives it back to Idiakoa. Idiakoa then back into Sneelis. Sneelis has got his chance now to cut in. Into Galliford and then oh. Finley Wilkinson again aiming for goal but it's bounced off of a oh. off of a Burkhamsted man and that's uh, Idiakoa at his best there just sliding in and uh, making it difficult for Burkhamsted to clear their flanks. Yeah, exactly. And now Hitchin will just keep boxing Burkhamsted in for this throw-in here. Everyone's gone forward, with the exception of Simon uh, Turl, who stay on the halfway line. And 
you know, the Canaries, they can, when they find these purple patches of form, they, it all just clicks suddenly. Yeah, it does. And uh, long may it continue. It's a throw in for Burke Hampstead, then flicked on by the big number six. Cav Cott has got his foot on that. Excellent work from Cav. Now the race is on. Kai Turl up against uh, Basadi. We know Basadi's got a bit of pace, but so's Kai Turl, and uh, he's done well to just smash that out into touch there. Just take the sting out of this out of this Burkhamsted attack. And again, he's just done it. The throw-in was just completely... Oh, mate. <laughs> uh, sorry. Cav Cotter there just uh, trying to give the ball back to him and it was intercepted by Burkhamsted just as I was about to give him some praise. But uh, None to losing my goals to nil away at Leiston. Two teams in a very similar position in the table of course the Canaries take on Nuneaton at, at Barwell on Friday so just keeping an eye on uh, that game as well of course that is uh, Leiston and uh, Leiston have found a, a vein of form haven't they mm. as well again after coming never to be field. an easy place to go will it Leiston and as no. you say winning on their travels and on a Monday night with a Fred Bear squad was, was very impressive yeah exactly that taking the game away from Hitchin late on with those late goals and Stephen Gleeson was sent off Charlie Orlock with the ball over to Kai Turl on the right-hand side. He's got flicked forward, looking for Finn Wilkinson. He just couldn't quite get a foot on it, but he will chase it, as we know Finn does. And uh, oh, It's hit the side of the corner, flanked out for a throw, and hit Wilkinson almost doing brilliantly to, to win a corner for his side. And yep. all of a sudden, now he's the most involved player in this game. He is, yep, you're absolutely right. The service right. has been so much better, though, hasn't it, in recent minutes? They've really been able to pick him out a lot easier if those balls zipped along the floor. Certainly, Hitchin have turned up the volume and uh, on this game now at the moment, and we find ourselves in a very good position. Isaac Galliford, it is, that's gone over to take this corner. It's going to be an in-swinger. It's short along the ground, of course, it is, into Sneelis. <laughs> and here comes Galliford now. He's going to pump that one again. It's kind of along the ground. Wilkinson's got hold of it. Uh, has has Idiakoa oh. now, but... Uh, again, Burkhamsted can just get themselves forward. Laney picking up the pieces, and that's a defender's effort. Yeah, that is. Well, you say that. He scored a, a couple of worldies last week, didn't he? But yeah, not, but not, not from, from there. there. That is very, <laughs> very ambitious. Shame there from Idiakoa, because if he could have just laid that ball off back to someone like Wilkinson, there was a, a real chance. Burkhamsted really struggling with those loose balls that are breaking in the box. 35 gone then. It's Hitchintown 1, Burkhamsted nil. I'm going to ask you, you for the audience task of selecting man of the match. There's probably a couple of people yes, there already are. in your mind A lot there. easier than Boxing Day for you, I'm sure. Absolutely. It was a tough one, Boxing Day. Here's Emma Von then. He must be one of them on the sheet. One of the two, yeah. Yep. Guess correctly. But early days still. Putting it out then for a throw-in to Burkhamsted. Lane Eady getting on the end of that and... They're just working their way down towards that corner flag now. Hitchin doing an excellent job of defending, keeping them at bay at the moment. Yeah, it's a rare venture forward now. And Adam Martin, I think, must have a little bit of a long throw in him. With yep, everyone there's going no one near him, the is there? So it is Adam Martin then who's going to take this one. And uh, still no movement from Burke Hampstead. He must have a pretty long throw if he's going to get it to there. And, of course, it, it's, Ooh, it's pretty... Yep, it was pretty long, and Burkhamsted can twist it around, and uh, a shot comes in, but it's a poor shot, really, and uh, not much to it. But Burkhamsted still maintaining position. Dinked in then by the number four and headed down by the number three, uh, Bunga. That's an easy one for Charlie Horlock. Very much two half chances, neither of them getting hold of by those Burkhamsted players. Initial pump forward by Horlock, looking to get Finley Wilkinson uh, on the ball, but... Uh, Massingham equal to it. He's having a good game for them, actually. Massingham, ex, um, they, could, they could do with him back down at AFC, couldn't yeah, they? Yeah, no, I think he, he's certainly a player they'll miss. Uh, I think they've just brought back a, a, a couple of players back in. And 
Good play from Emberbond. Miguel Anguar, I think, was a, a crucial player. They've just re-signed, but okay. yeah, very much struggling. And uh, well, we'll talk to Joseph on Friday. I'm sure we'll get the lowdown from yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, here's Cav Cotter. Then won the ball back for Hitchin in the centre circle. Isaac Gallifard looking to spread the ball wide to the right. Brad Bell's onto this now. He's going to dink this one in. That's long and high. Wilkinson. It's gone through the goalkeeper. No, it hasn't. <laughs> there you go. Sorry if everybody's broke their beer glasses and uh, celebrating the second hitching goal. It certainly looked like it at the back of the net to me, Freddie. Well, spec savers might be calling, Marek, just behind the goal. Yeah, the lack of the, the reaction from those fans. But it, it is difficult to tell, isn't it? Because it looked like it, it rolled in. It's all about the angles. Oh, mate, it certainly did. It wasn't uh, far away. You, you, the excitement is merited. <laughs> well, I just need to calm myself down. A little tiny bit, maybe a couple more Harry Bows just to put me back in the zone. But uh, I'm certainly pumped up for this one. Headed by Bradley Bell into the uh, into the centre circle. There's a little bit of tussling going on, but uh, Hitchin can come away with the ball. If anyone's going to score a second, it's going to be that man Wilkinson as well, isn't it? I think so, yeah. I just, you know, and, and of course I want him off that number 13 as well. So bad because it's unlucky for some. <laughs> Lucky today for Hitchin. It puts us 1-0 up. Mm. Again, apologies if you've uh, spilt your drink, but uh, still hitching on the attack, so you might get another screamer from me. Hitchin's 74th goal of the year as well, the calendar year. There you by go. Finley Wilkinson. 74th. Berkhamsted then with the ball, trying to get the ball forward. It's uh, In the end, it's intercepted by Sneelis and put out for a, for a throw-in. Yeah, he's playing well, Jack Sneelis as well, working hard. Um, yeah, look, it goes a lot of what he does goes unrewarded, un yeah, if you like. I think as well as a player, who he can be defined as something of a luxury player, but only because of how good he is and the, <laughs> the skill he has. But he's had those injury problems. He's involved in that nasty car crash, oh, you know, at the yeah. early early stages this season. He's had to work back into the team. But, you know, he's a popular figure. He's a, he's a positive guy as well. And you can tell on the, on the pitch the way, you know, talks to his teammates that like having him around and certainly a, a valued player in this Hitchin team. Yeah, he certainly is an excellent player. It's great to have him back. He's got uh, that swagger about him, hasn't he? He has, Jack in the box. <laughs> Headed out by a hitching player then. And uh, Berkhamsted can get themselves a throw in literally right in front of our uh, commentary spot. They've nicked a couple of yards as the uh, big number four, Adam Martin. This is uh, a long one, as we're already aware of. Hello. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Clive from the Arsenal Vision podcast. Uh, ah, okay. A big fan of Bradley Bell and, and Hitch in town. He was uh, very much involved. Oh, ref, come on, man. That was a bad tackle there. Just gone in from the number four. Referee's letting it flow at the moment. Sneelis is back up on his feet. Mm. Uh, yeah, caught very late there. He's been given yeah. some verbals by Adam Martin, uh, Adam Martin as well. Sneelis not happy and the referee now just sending the players away yeah. was a painful one yeah well I mean he's gone in stud showing hasn't he Adam Martin I'm not saying that it was any mal intent going on but um, it's not really the way to throw a tackle in is it no and you can understand Sneelis's frustration there as well is his throwing though he can certainly do that flicked on at the far post and uh, nobody there unfortunately Charlie, Charlie Orlock just lets that one dribble out walks forward to the referee just to talk to the referee about that incident I think more mm. than anything yeah, Horlock is captain, voicing his appeals. Matt Bateman over there as well. Hitchin will just settle down. Galliford, um, sorry, Sneel is still just holding that leg, having a, a bit of a chat with Martin as he walks past him. And yeah. yeah, just one to keep an eye on for the time being. Five minutes left in the first half. Good to uh, to have a little bit of uh, a little bit of venom about it as well. You know, I don't mind a little bit of uh, handbags going on. <laughs> 
Kev Cotter then back to Emmervon. Dan Emmervon's going to smash this one forward. He does indeed with a certain amount of accuracy as well to Finn Wilkinson, but it's taken a, an awkward bounce as it landed and bounced out of touch. An excellent rugby kick, but uh, <laughs> in football it's, a, it's, it's not too good. Yeah, but Hitchin again will be able to push forward. You know, using that rugby analogy, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Being yeah. able to gain ground further up the field. And exactly. Hitchin have been able to do that, get away from their, their own box. Berkhamps have not really had that clear-cut chance as of yet. Not of, at the moment, but Freight has certainly been causing a few issues. Um, just waiting for Bateman to find himself a little bit of form in this game. Here comes the throw-in then. It's, if, instead, it's won by Laney. He's done well to get ahead of Freighter. That's the first time in this game he's done that. Hitching can uh, capitalise on that as Idiokoa knocks the ball just back to Keitel. Keitel's lumped this oh. one far forward and across, looking for Edie. Edie takes it down on his chest and taps it back to Emavon. Emavon now can slip forward and he's gone for the uh, gone for the cross. It was well taken care of in the end by Freighter. Those long passes looking a lot more appealing, aren't they? A lot of them, you know, finding mm. their targets now, laying Edie there and. It's just taken Hitchin a while to, to warm up into this game. That's really come about with that goal scored by Wilkinson. Yep, a banger, and I thought he'd got his second, and uh, I showed, <laughs> showed the world me tonsils, but to no avail. Here's, uh, here's Emavon then for Hitchin Town. That's into the middle of the box. Not punted away by a Burke Hampstead man and flicked on by, um, by Bateman. And, uh, and they've got a couple of players forward in this attack. But, just uh, held it up too long. Just held it up too, just literally that. Held it up a little bit too long. And fortunate there as well in the pass back. Yeah, that's that's not good at all from uh, Luke Massingham going long over the top. I don't know why they play the ball back to him in the first place, no. but then just trying to go long. First time. They should have just kept going forward because yeah. certainly weren't anybody there at the moment, but there were certainly people on their way. Instead, here comes Idiokoa for Hitching Town. Just crossing over the halfway line now. Emma Von has picked it up. He's got Lane Eady in so much space, Ooh. but you know what? He took that on and I think he's got a right to as well. Just drifting wide of the far post. I mean, almost Jack Sneelis was standing there and you think if that clattered into him and he could have taken it down, then, you know, Hitchin would really, really be in for that second goal. And I was hoping that would maybe just brush into Sneelis's path, but yeah, nothing wrong with Emma Von having a go. Looking nope. for his first Hitchin goal. Of course, Lane Eady was in acres of space down there. He could have sold it to house building companies. He had so much space down there. Um, but uh, maybe it was uh, a ploy. Mm. Yeah, they work well in tandem, don't they, Lane Eady? And Kai Tal, actually, on the other side, you think symmetrically, he tends to stay back a lot more than, than Brad mm. Bell does. But Eady and Emavon have developed a, a really good partnership because previously it's been a case of one playing and then the other maybe coming on later in the second half, both of those two battling for that spot. But with no Kieran Jones and no Lewis Barker, they've been able to play in tandem and, and work really well. Emavon, you know, he's always been a player who likes to get forward. You're not going to keep him there sat alongside Toby Sign. No, he's not that kind of player, is he? But uh, he's certainly solidified in his place and justifying it as well as a he's going to be very hard to shift out even by the likes of somebody like Kieran Jones who we know is an exceptional mm. uh, footballer himself but it's just getting back in the swing yeah, of things jo Jones will know you know he's I've had him on commentary before and he's injured and he says it's always really hard watching on because you're seeing the team doing well and you know you're not going to walk back into that team you no. have to earn your place and that's good that's healthy to have Ball won by Hitchin Town then by that man Emavon, as we were just talking about, into Lane Edie. Edie now gone down the left hand flank. He's picked up, he's found Emavon there. Emavon looking to cross but decided against it in the end. It's back with Lane Edie. He is going to get the cross in. It's a good one. Looking for Wilkinson who was running in at the post. It's uh, Brad Bell actually in the end that uh, was the, back the closest post to it. Yeah, not, 
not quite collecting it. One thing that has struck me with the squad as well, we're talking about players coming in and out, is actually yeah. having no loan players this year, I think has been really beneficial. There's, you know, there isn't that pl- pressure from the likes of Luton or Stevenage to get this player into the squad, even if they've yeah. perhaps not hit their form. Of course, Daniel Lydia, Koa came in on loan, we've really reaping the rewards of that now yeah, with yeah. him as a, a permanent hitching player, but there is certainly a different dynamic to the squad when you don't have players coming in on loan constantly on these sort of one-month spells and you, you have to force them into the team. It's very much a, a hitching squad. 45th minute then there's just going to be a, a couple I would have thought added on uh, not too many big incidents going on as the uh, goal kick comes forward very well left by Bradley Bell and uh, the score the, the, the minute board is going to go up in a minute I can see the goalkeeper coach waving it around and it looks like two from here Freddie yeah that'll be it so yeah not not long as we expected literally that uh, Hitchin Town getting the benefit of that and uh they get themselves a throw-in over on that far side in front of the uh, in front of the dugout. Of course, in no real emergency to take it, Brad Bell, it is that lobs the ball into play. Picked up and fought for by Snellis, and uh, and the ball has uh, has gone out. He's done well actually in the end. Yeah, he did. Slow end to the first half of Hitchin and. No surprises for the Canaries taking their time with this 1-0 lead and it'll be a very different half-time team talk to Boxing Day. I'm sure more of the same Mark Burke will be asking for this time. Pretty sure of that. A throw-in taken then, met by Idiokoa back into Bell. Bell sliced that into the uh, into the 18-yard box, looking for some... Uh, oh, it's a, it's a poor Silly one, foul it? for Emavon to give away, actually, because there wasn't a massive threat on the counter-attack and Hitchin will just block off that free kick being taken quickly. Wolves 1-0 up at Everton. Man City 1-0 up against Sheffield. Palace is leading Brentford 2-1. Aston Villa are leading Burnley 2-1. And in the early game, unlucky for the Hatters, they didn't quite get back. Chelsea beating them 3-2. Yeah, a lot of goals going in. Looking forward to United Forest later as well. Come on, Forest. <laughs> We've just lost all the United fans off of the radio station. <laughs> but uh, you've They got probably all, all live locally, knowing Man United fans. Yeah, that's uh, again, <laughs> nice one. I love that. Flicked on then by Burke Hampstead. They're in the 18-yard box with the number eight, uh, Basadi. He's been a little bit of a problem. Just cuts around the outside Ooh. of Tal and uh, couldn't keep that one low and... Uh, Falls to the ground uh, more in embarrassment than yeah, pain. Yeah, that was a chance as well, turning away at a bit of space on the edge of the box and just couldn't get his foot over the top of it. It's a, a goal shy Burkhamston team, unfortunately. He's got to turn a pace to him, that's uh, Sammy Basadi. I'm telling you, he's a tricky customer. We're going to need to keep our eye on him. Yeah, signed in October from Enfield Town, has played at a higher level as well. Algerian and Venezuelan heritage, wow. Sammy Basadi. Only 22 years of age as well, so... You know, they have recruited well. It's just whether it's going to be enough, Burkhamsted, and whether that squad can click. Goal kick then for Charlie Horlock. I'm pretty much guessing that this is going to be the last kick of the game as the two minutes have been played. Um, referee sees, uh, sees it fit to play on a little bit more and uh, Burkhamsted can thump the ball forward. Flicked on then by Freighter and it's uh, flicked into a space that was once occupied uh, and is no more. There goes the uh, half-time whistle and uh, a very good half uh, in the end for Hitchin. Yeah, slow to start as they often have been, but Finley Wilkinson making the breakthrough in the 29th minute. Dan Emavon just getting a, a bit of applause from the fans down to our right because he's been exceptional at the back. Certainly one of those ID net HDFC radio man of the match contenders and I don't think the Hitchin fans could have many complaints from that first half. No, I don't think so as well. I think it's, it's, a, it's a good home performance from Hitchin. Alright, granted, we're playing second, mm. second bottom of the league, but uh, th- like I say, there's a couple of good recruits that have just been brought in uh, Nathan Freighter of, of, of 
has been causing us a few problems. Mm. Bateman just hasn't quite found himself um, at the moment. But uh, overall, a good performance from Hitchin. Yeah, you can tell he's you know he's got that era of that that striker settling into a new side. Only the one goal so far. Uh, as I say, and he's just, you know, he's not finding the form that, against Hitchin that he has for, for Royston previously, yeah. where he's been so uh, so effective. Um, and Hitchin will be pleased to keep him out of the game as well. But, you know, Freiter, he is, he is a menace in the air, and Hitchin will want to get closer to him. They've got a couple of options on the bench as well that they, they could bring on. But, yeah, it could be a, a difficult second half for Burkhamsted. From Topfield to Telford, IDNet's brilliant broadband is keeping HDFC Radio connected. Whether it's business, home or mobile broadband, IDNet has you covered, meaning your connection won't let you down. You're onto a winner with IDNet's local broadband. Visit IDNet.com to find the perfect package for you. Of course, yeah, ID keeping us connected uh, all the way today, all the way every day, each and every day. We haven't had a breakdown yet. Yeah, massive thank you to them for uh, their sponsorship this season, JLR Autos as well, uh, for the whole year, I think, nearly. We've had ID net from February or March. Yeah. Uh, being with them, keeping us connected and, and greatly appreciated. We'll be on the road with them uh, in Leicestershire on Friday. And I thought for our halftime segment today, let's have a, a look back on the, the year that has been uh, for Hitchin mm. Town Marrack. I mean, one of the, the starting points, I guess we should mention, is that cup final against Burkhamstead, the yeah, Hart Senior sure. Cup final defeat. A chance mm-hmm. of silverware going begging in the end. The two-all draw, losing on penalties. Ben Woolster, a former Hitchin man, scoring. Yeah. Former Hitchin Academy man in goal, saving a penalty in the shoes out on that soaking wet night. I mean, that was a, a what could have been, I guess, in the end. And a highlight for Burkhamstead, of course, of their year. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's, it, it was a what should have been rather yeah. than a what could have been. Um, but... Um, you know, like I say, it's a different Burkhamstead team um, that took us on in the cup to, to the one that's turned up today. But uh, taking nothing away from the, the team that has turned up today uh, at all. But uh, yeah, they're just kind of, they're just not having the same season, are they? And, no. and uh, it's unfortunate. Are we still in the uh, cup at the moment? Still in the Hart Senior Cup. Yeah. So out of the Charity Cup to St Albans and the semi-finals, St Albans away uh, a week on Tuesday. We will look to do that. They've been funny about us commentating before, but yeah. we will uh, we'll try and get that sorted. Otherwise, I'll be watching with a pint in my hand, cheering them on, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, tr- we'll try and get to St Albans. I think it's uh, a round four game, I want to say, round four, round five. There's Finley Wilkins' dad looking very happy. Yeah. Yeah. after his son's score walking down in front of us but yeah in in the, the fourth round and frustrating you know to lose on penalties and I, I look back at that game as well Mark Burke didn't make a single second half substitution when it was two all in the end both sides sort of settling for penalties it was a real lottery it was a game that could have been called off at half time as well it was absolutely yeah. chucking it down and look let's just say as well please can the final be at Stevenage Watford oh. even at St Albans next year please let's see some sense from the Hearts FA yeah well I think that's going to be a, a far cry unheard um, because they're, they're they're not infa- they're not famous of the FA for for listening to people's requests. No, uh, but but it's a sensible one, and maybe they should sort of consider it. Really, you know. Uh, it, <laughs> Yeah, um, but uh, we are still in it, mm. uh, and we do still. Obviously, we it's still a have a chance. Mark Burke likes as well, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, hitching no silverware since 2019. Of course, they're up into the playoffs at the moment, and that's still very much something that we could be looking at come April, May. Um, you mm. know, but a, a, a cup. I think it's Potter's Bar or where? Or oh, Stevenage under 21. That's it in the uh, quarter final.
final if we go through we beat Stevens at the same stage last season yeah, yeah. so it is very much a winnable cup St Albans have been taking it seriously they, they put out a really strong team in the, the charity cup which is good to see but yeah fingers crossed but you know continuing to look back at yeah. the year you know Hitchin it was a, a solid final position ending the 2022-23 season 12 looks like there's going to be an upgrade on that this year you'd hope well you would hope but uh, it, it don't help when you go away to, to Royston a game that you arguably we should have won um, it's certainly on, on paper but like you know we know that we know it always goes uh, um, bottom up for want of a better expression yeah. um, you, you know we we are we are on target and I think we, we're certainly having our best away form that I can certainly remember we just need to match it now with a bit of with a bit of home form yeah, and Mark Burke will say form at home, form away should carry into each other. The team should be playing the same way, but they do change things up when they go for a, away yeah, from home. Do. It can be a more backs to the wall sort of display, certainly with uh, with Mark Burke in charge. Yeah. Any positive, you know, favourite memories from the year? I mean, I can look at Dan Webb's testimonial as, as one for me, but you've yeah, been yeah, here, yeah. you know, you did that Kettering away game, the 4-0 Colville at home. Yeah, the Colville at home was a banger. Um, thrashing Nuneaton as well. You had yeah. Royston on that Easter when Toby Syme headed it in. Any any particular games that stand out to you from this year? Well, probably, yeah, I mean, that, that one at Royston is a classic where, where Syme got the last one. I mean, I, I, I nearly had a cardiac arrest uh, <laughs> yeah, on that game. Did. I nearly had one today as well um so yeah i mean that one that one does stand out and, and figure uh, very highly and very very warm gives me little warmy feelings yeah i also liked going away to uh, to bromsgrove sporting um uh, yeah a couple of months ago wasn't it, it was, when yeah. i met you up there and, that's uh, right it's the funny thing isn't it with what we do because a lot of the time it's not the result you no. look back on it can be you know for me that was my first commentary in a little while and and you know coming down and meeting you seeing the players for the first time in a couple of months despite the result it's a really nice day out and despite yeah. almost getting soaked in the river doe and, and that flood water coming yeah. down through through derby I, I still can't believe i managed to get to that game and it, and it went yeah, yeah, ahead yeah. but it's funny it's you know when you're in a good place you know personally when you're enjoying things away from commentary you enjoy it even more yeah yeah and i think i think you're right and that's that that was the, you just summed it up for me the game at, at Bromsgrove they had good food there as yeah. well which was nice the people were nice and warm you lovely expect old that ground from Birmingham as well. people yeah. yeah you could see Liddles from the ground you know it's just <laughs> like it's in the middle of the town centre of the ground and uh, like you say yeah an excellent excellent uh, stadium and just just nice people nice commentary position it was good to see yourself again you know and get back together and, that, and those those are, are important qualities it's not always about the winning I know we like to yeah. win and, and we want to win but we're not going to win every game are we so uh, there, there's other other pleasures that we can get out of it. Yeah, there are. Well, one I'm going to say that, that did include the winning for one of my yeah. personal highlights and my, my commentary montage is going to be out tomorrow of my favourite moments from 2023. Hells Owen 1, Hitchin 3, Charlie Horlock scoring, saving a penalty, John Freeman coming off the bench of a brace again, absolutely chucking it down, playing in a in a bog uh, at <laughs> Hales Owen on commentary of Kieran Jones, screaming my heart off. It took me three hours, I think, to get there, walking along wow. the biggest hill in the black country getting absolutely <laughs> so thinking what do I do this for well yeah. there's your answer there's your Freddie answer, because mate. what a day out that was and I think you were listening in weren't you that yeah, just doesn't yeah. happen it doesn't no well it doesn't normally but uh, this is very abnormal radio commentary is, is a whole different ball game it's really it, it can it can you can have ups and you can have downs but it's always going to be interesting yeah. you know, unexpected things happen um, but yeah I, w- I was listening in uh, on that day and it, it great commentary from yourself and, and and Kieran, obviously, um, a goal, a goal, 
<laughs> a goal scored by a goalkeeper who then goes on to save a penalty to keep the team yeah. in front of the game. Because normally as well, Mate. when you think of goalie scoring, you think Royston's Louis Chadwick, a, yeah, a header yeah. going up for a corner at the end and you know bundling the ball over the line. Scoring from a, a goal <laughs> kick is yeah, it's just unheard of, and it it was amazing. I mean, a big part of this year for you has been obviously doing a doing yeah. that commentary, stepping out from co-commentary into the to the lead commentary role, and something yeah. you, you must feel you've you've really got the hang of it. Um, by the end of 2023 it's listen it's very difficult because you get stuck into a routine as you, as you know yourself you're you're used to doing league commentary and to come here at home games we've got an arrangement where i take over the league commentary and you do the the the, the support commentary it's, it's it's difficult to transition like that it's like i mean the, the way i can put it is it's like me playing bass alongside sting you know it's um yeah i can do it but i'm not quite as good as sting you know what i mean uh, although he, he he he'd struggle playing some old studio one lines um but yeah no it's been it's been wonderful and like I said to you at the beginning of the, of the commentary it's been a breath of fresh air to me Freddie and, and, and a light at the end of the tunnel really um, and, and I'm very grateful it's got all of us through difficult times isn't it and, yeah. you know we, I think lockdown was a, a perfect example of that of knowing yeah. we could come back and do this again keeping those podcasts going but it, you know even after that there's always ups and downs when you look back on a year you, you're always more reflectful of that aren't you and yeah. being able to come and do this two three times a week commentate and the people you see at top field all the players I feel We've really built up such a good relationship with the players, haven't we? To the, to yeah. the point they're coming on and doing commentary every week with yourself and Absolutely. me. Absolutely. I mean, I, I have to give a shout out to North Arts Radio as well, because if it wasn't for them, mm. obviously this, this wonderful Abbott and Costello combination that we've got here now, uh, you're probably too young to remember I am, them. yes, I yeah, am. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, yeah I'm trying, I can't think of a modern day one, but um, it, it, it all started there, didn't it? And we had a couple of commentators that turned up for the, for the job, but uh, it was only you and I that, that mm, went forward it with going. it. Uh, and then, of course, when, when North Arts Radio folded and Hitchin said, well, actually, we quite like the radio station that uh, we yeah, sat down like and said, going. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Shall we do it? I can do the engineering if you can do the, uh, the, the swagger. Uh, and, that's, <laughs> and that's what it is. And uh, that was a few years ago. Now, we're, uh, like I say, we've got a great relationship with all mm. staff and players. We're a little bit touchy with the staff at first because they were unsure. They thought they were going to lose listeners. Uh, they, they were going to lose people actually coming to Topfield. Sorry. Mm. But we, it's shown that that's just not the case. If you like your football you want to be here in the flesh it's only really for away games and people that are unfortunate enough not to be able to yeah. make the game away supporters like uh, we've said so many times if, if we're that good that people stop turning up then yeah. that's a compliment you know if we look around and it's empty stands and we've got 500 listeners then we're we we do not want that as well you know we no, want people here we'll always promote the games and we hope what we do is you know promoting the club to its full extent which is you know absolutely what we try and do but to think i started in 2018 it's 2024 next year you know i'm on a, a course study essentially this is just crazy and I wouldn't be doing that if I didn't start doing this you know six years ago and in the opportunities that the non-league hold yeah. you know are just amazing and you see so many people then do it themselves you know meeting joseph and seeing his progression now commentating at yeah. derby you know zach, zach neil yeah, incredible zach neil. what he's yeah. done you know and he it's wouldn't brilliant. be able to do that i mean i know luton have given him these opportunities but he's a, he's a real champion of the non-league game as well goes to so many games doing his filming and again just trying to show off you know the brilliant things that non-league has to offer and you know we wouldn't be able to do what we do at, at many other clubs as well it's you know hitching is a is a special club this place yeah, top yeah. field as well there aren't many grounds like that and um, we've traveled to a few over the years now we have traveled to a few and uh, and some of them have been warm and fuzzy and some of them have been uh, ice cold <laughs> um yeah i mean 
it's 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 wonderful that, that I mean Zach is a statistician like yourself you know and there's there's the, there's different styles as we got you know it don't mm. work if you've got two statisticians sitting there no. that chomping away at each other so it, it does work you do need one and you do need the do need the other one and um, I think that's what works with Joseph as well and and, and his friend who, who whose name I've temporarily forgotten at the yeah, moment yeah he has a few different guests doesn't he and yeah, yeah it's nice when we, me and Joseph link up and again it's someone else to jump into the the co-commentary and I've done a bit with him before and yeah. you know but again you know the friends you meet in non-league is you know is really nice and none eaten there'll be familiar faces and you know even Royster now I've got some great relationships with their supporters and yeah. parents of the players as well you know I've just seen Taylor Franklin's mum and it's like you just remember these people I think yeah, he's training at Rushton now actually and they're that you've set up but it is amazing the people you you know we've been able to meet doing this and yeah another successful year long may it can continue into 2024 I mean we've got a busy enough January we're flying out of the blocks with some with some busy fixtures and and uh, yeah uh, hopefully uh, a just as impressive second half of the season for Hitchin Town JLR Auto Care the one stop auto shop to keep you on the road friendly knowledgeable staff are here to help call us now on 01462 420999 the emergency service for your car Visit us at units 8 to 9, Wilbury Court, Wilbury Way, Hitchin, keeping it local. One thing that has come on this year is the jingles. <laughs> you have been absolutely <laughs> nailing them. That one is just brilliant. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's, it's, uh, it's actually, I'll tell you what it is. It's a, it's a synthesizer, right? And you just all I did was push the one button and it just played that on its own. Yeah. I thought, well, that'll do. You can and, get and those little course, samples, can't you, on them? Yeah, and I use, my, I use my best sexy voice as well on that one. Uh, <laughs> plenty of complaints about that. The teams are, are back out on the pitch anyway, moving swiftly along. Yeah, not for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it's wicked. I want to get a couple of bangers in before. 2024 but none are going to be quite as banging as that goal from Finley Wilkinson um, in the first half their 29th minute uh, top corner I love a goal that even half an hour after you can still picture it I can oh, still look at that too. goal and picture that ball flying into the top corner because it was one of those from Finley Wilkinson the second it left of his foot it just bent slightly away and then flying into the top corner it's a, a brilliant strike and big celebrations from him like I say the smile on his dad's face said said it all really um, I, I thought he'd done it again from the opposite side but uh, yes. yeah like you say maybe I do need a trip to Specsavers in 2024 not that they can save my specs <laughs> uh, it rolls it rolls off so quickly as you get older um, but yeah the teams are back out on the pitch can't see any immediate uh, obvious changes in, in, in any team really so I think we're, we're business as usual we will of course uh, update you with, with any changes that do take place just looking at the one other game it's Leiston 1 Nuneaton Borough 0 uh, in Suffolk Marsden the goal scorer for Leiston also in the 29th minute same as in uh, this game where Finley Wilkinson van the net so as things stand ahead of those New Year's Day games Hitchin sit 5th uh, in the table a point clear of 6th place Telford who of course play on New Year's Day yeah. uh, Berkhamsted 21st will stay on 11 points uh, 13th uh, yeah, 13 adrift, which is a, a long way to go, a lot of work it to do. It is really, isn't it? Down the bottom of the table, if you're if you're four going down and you're in the bottom two and, and, and you're 13 behind the guy in the yeah. bottom third. Kettering have dropped in there, Sudbury, that win over Berkhamsted. Here we go, we are we are off and underway and uh, we have got the Kettering, is it, is it the ex-manager? Yeah, the ex-manager sacked a couple of weeks ago. He's yep. here watching on, which is interesting. Maybe Berkey's looking at getting him and he's just come to have a look at Berkhamsted because they have got a, a temporary... Uh, that is a actually a really really good point I didn't think of they are searching for new managers at the moment so either yep. he's just putting himself out there a little bit but 
You can't blame him, really, because there is something about this Berkhamsted side. They have got something about them as Brad Bell tries to get on the end of this free ball. He's unlucky uh, in the end. But, uh, yeah, you'd think that if you are the uh, sacked manager from Telford, that Berkhamsted's not a bad uh, not a bad place to yeah. come and try and dig them out of this tunnel. I just wonder, though, Trish and Patel, you know, he's so well thought of. UA for a licensed coach. He's been involved with various FA projects and with, I think, bits with Luton Town as well. I wonder if they will look to, you know, someone who knows the club, someone who did stick around after their promotion last season, um, actually coached at Hitchin and part of the college programme, I think a good nine years ago, according to, to Mark Burke. You know, perhaps they may not win today they may they may you know come back and, and get into the game but maybe the board will look to stick with him there's always maybe that interim manager bounce isn't there so yeah. we will have to see not quite gone the way that Berkhamsted wanted on that one but they got away with it and uh, excellent play from Idia Koa just punching it back into the uh, into the defensive half of Berkhamsted who uh, are a little bit under pressure the uh, referee's blown his whistle it's a throw into Hitchin Town taken quickly then and uh, Brilliant feet from Sneelis. Sneelis has done well, actually, over there, and he's got the ball back into Edie. Edie now is going to cross this. He's gone to the corner just to flick it in. Win Wilkinson's picked it up now. He's in the 18-yard box. Wilkinson dinks it back to Emavon. Emavon's had a great game. He's played this to Edie. Now the cross will come in. It is. It's deep into the back oh. of the post. Too far deep for Bradley Bell to get his uh, to get himself on the end of it. Bell just coming in field there rather than hanging at the back post, waiting for the ball to come to him. But another nice attack. Sneelis. Still makes me disbelieve how he was dropped on Boxing Day, to be quite honest. Having a really good game. For sure. There Here come they going. He's Isaac Galliford now. Just dinks to the side. He's, he's gone for that, actually. And it's come off of a Berkhamsted player. Yeah, very tame shouts for handball. Never liked to see those given. He was just turning his body away from it. And yeah, yeah. deflected behind for a, a corner. Another nice flick there from Sneelis into Galliford. They're starting to uh, they're starting to gel now uh, up front. These uh, the fantastic four of uh, Jack Sneeler, Sidia Coa, Galliford, and, and Wilkinson. Corner it is then over by the Canary Club shop, and uh, I'm not sure who it is that's uh, that's over there taking it. Uh, looks like it's going to be Cav Cotter in the end. Just took his time to go and retrieve the ball, didn't he, Cotter? Now the. Uh, the, the new stands behind that goal are absolutely rammed with yellow and green. Here it comes then. It's deep uh, into the middle, headed clear, only as far as Galliford. Now, Galliford's picked it up, looking for options. He's, uh, he's decided to go for Kaitel. Kaitel chipped it high. Ooh. Goalkeeper's coming for it and really claiming good it. Take. Yeah, Jamie had some really well, swirling around in the air and kept coming away from goal as well. So head was forced a long way out, not quite the cross uh, Kaitel would have been looking for. And now Berkhamsted looking to... Build out from the back. Uh, it's always very messy. If Wilkinson's going to press the goalkeeper, but he does get his clearance away in the end. Picked up by Brad Bell now. Kaitel can lob this one forward. Isaac Galliford can flick it on, but uh, Wilkinson had already retreated uh, and was unable to get on the end of that one. Berkhamsted can clear again. That one's going to bounce out of play. Yeah, good start to the second half from Hitchin. Just four minutes in, have already created a, a couple of good chances. And it's more of the same from the Canaries. Flicked on by Wilkinson. He's, uh, he's kind of at his back to it. And uh, by the time he spun round, it was picked up by a Berkhamsted man who's uh, firing that forward. It's not a good clearance in the end. And Toby Syme can pick up the pieces at the back. Over to Lane Eady now. Lane Eady dinked it long and far forward. Picked up by Sneelis. There's a lovely little over the head kick by Sneelis, who's going to get away with it. 
Uh, a Berkhamsted man rolling around on the floor in agony. Referee's left him to it. Yeah, it was a bit of a collision there, actually. And surprised the referee now is going to call the physio. And the physio, Alison Ann, actually, a former Hitchin player, played oh. 149 games for Hitchin, but works at um, Watford General Hospital as a, a physiotherapist as well. So he's gone from straight from playing into physio for Berkhamsted. Yep, nice to keep yourself uh, in, yeah, in on it, if you like. embrace of Mark Burke as well. Uh, actually helped save Hartford Town's Pochu Mendes' life uh, last year during a game for AFC Dunstable. He raced on from the bench to do CPR and a mouth-to-mouth really heroic act along with the uh, the other physios. Oh, that's incredible. Um, so he was, uh, I think he was featured on Sky Sports, BBC, got sort of nationwide acclaim for it. So, wow. Uh, a, a really, yeah, really inspirational figure and now acting as that, that Burkhamster physio. Great player for for Hitchin uh, remember one game we, we left home me and my dad and brother a little too late and just as we were queuing up to go through the turnstiles I think a, a big cheer went up and Alison Ann had scored I think that's one of my only memories okay. of him was him scoring when I, I was still waiting to go get into the game can't imagine me now turning up late <laughs> <laughs> no you're definitely the early bird and um, you're, you're here hours before everybody else but it's a good thing really you just can't afford the time myself at the moment i do arrive still in plenty of time a, a good hour before yeah, the kickoff uh, very simple now of course to set up hgfc radio it's just a matter of just plug and play so easy yeah it means like when we go away to barwell as well on friday it'll be, be able to do that just wanted to give a shout out to our one of our tannoy rowan scalfield has got a, a gig in uh, the dublin castle in camden uh, oh. with his band left ventricle playing all, all sorts of rock songs so if you're about in in north london tonight get yourself down to uh, to the Dublin Castle, I think it's called. And, yeah, it's a and great go, venue. And, go and support Rowan. Yeah, yeah. run drums. Um, I've, um, I've, I've had the pleasure of playing there myself. Oh, so, there uh, we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. long line of long line of gigs. So, they've, yeah. they've had some good bands there at the Dublin. I'm telling you. Mm. So it's yeah, a real it's good a really venue. sort of esteemed venue, I think. So best of luck to, to Rowan and, and get down and support. Sorry, and, and Finn to my left at Club 85. They're, they're, listen, they're a in, good tight yeah. band. No, there's, there's, a, there's a, a lot of a lot of good bands going on that Rowan's involved in. And, Saw his band Duva at Club 85 and uh, bumped into Alfie, the Stevenage media guy, which oh. was very random, came over and said hello. So it was nice to see him. So I think they had Barnsley away and he must have leapt back down the motorway to come and watch some live music. So Amazing. Very sad about Club 85 as well, I should say. One of Hitchin's yeah. best, if it's, not the best music venue. It's a sour here. point for me. Uh, yeah. It really is, you know. I mean, but I do understand the, the, the owner's desire. Now, it's getting his 40 years it's been going. So you've got to take your hat off to him and, uh, and understand what's going on uh, hopefully there, there, there might still be a, some kind of a solution but uh, we'll just have to wait and see the game's back underway then and uh, everybody's up and plasters have been distributed and Hitchin it is who are in possession with Keitel dinked forward then looking for the run of Finn Wilkinson he's not going to get there but Brad Bell is takes a touch and goes around trying oh. to get round the, the big number three Hamilton Bunga but he's just uh, a little bit too strong for Bunga has yeah he's kept a close eye on him there's been a couple of times he's just slightly over hit that pass or Bell's touch has let him down but he's always in those those right places isn't he and like I said the back three means he can just bomb down that right hand side almost play as a winger he's, he is quick yeah he is pretty quick actually I've got to give it, give it to him I'll Ding dong. <laughs> Goal kick then. Burkhamsted's Jamie Head, captain stands over this one he's pumped it forward it's a better goal kick this time and not gone to the side it's gone straight down the middle Toby Syme is the man that's picked that up into Sneeder Sneeder needs to get rid of this quickly helped on in the end to Finlay Wilkinson by Bungo he didn't mean to do that but we'll take it here's Wilkinson then back to Brad Bell Brad Bell into Wilkinson nice little one-two Wilkinson's going to cut inside uh, in the end he plays it out uh, to Emavon Emavon didn't look like he wanted that one 
uh, at all. And in fact, he's lost out to Freighter and, uh, and he's done excellent there to, to win the ball back and play it yeah, back. Yeah, he's a machine, what. Daniel Emmervon. That would have been given on Boxing Day, just pulling him down. No idea why but Wilkinson's cut the ball as far back as the halfway line, but Hitchin will Me get either. away with it. We have Snealersen can run and chase this one, this forward ball, and he might actually get in front. He, he has got in front of the big number five. I don't know what he was doing there, but we'll take oh. it. Played into the centre in the end, and a panic clearance from uh, from Bunga in the end, but uh, surely better options. Yeah, he's been pulled back as well, slightly Snealersen. I think he might just have a quick asking the question of the referee. We'll just say he was playing advantage there, and uh, and rightly so. Yeah. But this game's certainly opening up a little more for, for Hitchin now. Cavcott are going over to the Canary Shop corner post and uh, placing the ball down. This is going to be another in-swinger, hopefully not as deep uh, as his first effort um, earlier on in this half. Plenty of action, plenty of movement going on. Cavcott just <laughs> goes to re-spot it like a he dodgy penalty. He sold everyone down the river there. He did, and it's just a short one in the end, and uh, now he's moved out wide, and uh, he's got company over there as well, into uh, Sneelis. Sneelis, a little bit of dancing, played it square into Emma Vaughan. Now takes it on. It was uh, Idia Kaur, actually, that stuck his foot through that. Uh, Finn Wilkinson can dink that one back forward and into uh, the arms of uh, Jamie Head. Sneelis, that brilliant spin as well. You don't blame Idia Kaur at all for, for taking it on but Hitchin linking things up that that attacking lineup you know we've got to give Mark Burke credit because it's paying off so far certainly is the fantastic four as I've just <laughs> quickly named them off on the cusp doing a great job Hitchin find themselves 1-0 up in this game Burkhamstead in control of the ball at the moment with the uh, with the big number four Adam Martin and that's uh, that's a poor ball forward and Charlie Horlock can just watch this trickle past his goal for a goal kick of course no urgency I don't think Horlock's had a, a proper save to make has he so far not at the moment he hasn't but uh, that can all change as we know Toby Syme then it is who's uh, turned his man in the middle of the park brings the ball out wide to the right hand side now and all the way back to Charlie Horlock Charlie Horlock just applauds the uh, mm. efforts of the defender Already looking for a, a ninth clean sheet of the season is Horlock and his hitching defence, which is a, a very impressive number. Yeah, it is really. Get that over the line by the end of December. Oops, this one's a bit of a slice. Brad Bell ain't going to get on the end of that. Oh, he has. <laughs> he did. Fair play to him. He is quick. Just kept it in play. Cavcotter then into the middle, into Idiakoa. Idiakoa out wide to Emavon. Emavon now coming forward down this left-hand side now, just going past the dugouts. Decides to hold up play just a little bit. There's plenty of hitching men forward. I can see five of them, in fact. And uh, Toby Symes got the ball. He's going to have to spread this one wide. He does to Galliford. Brad Bell's begging for it on this right-hand side. He's going to get it as well. Brad Bell oh. just a little bit too far in front of him. But it's a good passage of play. Yeah, he's, he's unlucky, Brad Bell. The amount of times the ball to him has just been over hit. It seems so many times he's just caught a, just a yard short. Throwing then to Berkhamsted. Yeah, no, no, no rush to get on with it. I was going to say, there's no urgency from them either. Yeah, waiting goal to down. send Kyle Williams further forward. And, yeah, strange to see. They look tired. Could be the case. that it's, um, It is Massingham that gets the ball forward. Picked up by the big number 10, Freighter. He's been an absolute menace. But uh, Toby Syme has, uh, has got in a bit of a tangle with him. And he's come off the worst. He's on the floor. It was a really good slow tackle. But Syme, yeah, it looks like he'll be OK now, actually. Yep. But he was holding his hand up to the air, asking for a little bit of help. Showing the referee's thigh. I don't know if that's uh, 
The referee's uh, not interested. Sorry, Toby. He must have already been married, mate. Might have just been one where, the, you know, as the man's coming over the top of him, he could have just been caught almost accidentally. Yeah, got some stud marks on his thigh there, Toby Sign. Throw in then, taken by Burkham. Said somebody's just fallen straight down. It is the uh, it's the number ten. He's freighter. done very well to win that freighter. I well, have to say, yeah, the referee has given it to him, and this is a dangerous position now for Burkham. It's right on the edge of the 18-yard box. Going to be a tricky one. Yeah, this can. This is just what you need. As Burkham said, only a goal down still, and again that lead becomes a, a lot more slender for Hitchin when they find themselves defending in these situations. It's Kyle Williams who's uh, eyeing it up. Making me very nervous. Wolves go 2-0 up. I think it's free in the wall for Hitchin, Wilkinson, Idiokoa, Sneelis in high order. <laughs> nice one. Here it comes then for Burke Hampstead. It's over the top and looking for the Ooh. goal. And I'll tell you what, that weren't that far away. Charlie Horlock has just got a finger to the top of that as well. He's tipped it over the crossbar, which makes it a good save. More just that insurance policy for Horlock. It might have been bending over the top anyway, but yeah. that's a wicked effort. It was dipping and swirling. Certainly was there from Williams. And um, it's, he's earned his team a corner. This is going to be an in-swinging corner. Can't quite see who's over there for you, Burkhamstead fans. But in it comes. It's high and towards the back of the post. It's met by the, the head of, uh, of Mark Riddick. And, uh, and the referee blows up. There's an infringement gone on in there. No, you, you've got to be so careful, haven't you? Either end, but particularly the the attacking team for set pieces. There's so little, you know, you can be pulled up for and the referee can bl blow the whistle. Any kind of contact now is being, uh, is being dealt with by these officials. Horlock then. Just placing the ball down for this, uh, this goal kick into Dan Emavon. Out to the uh, far side now. Brad Bell's asking for it, but it's going to have to come via Kai Turl if he's going to get it. He's not. It's instead dinked forward, and Sneelis is the man forward. He's going to get on the end of this. It's a nice run from Sneelis. Yeah, he's come the from end. the left-hand side. Into uh, Isaac Galliford, who's going to hit this one. Ooh. And, oh, the goalkeeper's fumbled it. In comes Sneelis. Oh, and a good save as well uh, by Jamie Head down low at his near post. And... Uh, Nearly a goal for Sneelis. Yeah, sloppy from Jamie Head there, and he's really got to be handling that a lot better. He does well to get down to the second one. Sneelis, he never quite looked confident as he was running through. He wanted to lash it into the bottom corner, wasn't able to do so, but good following up from him and Wilkinson. Free uh, corner kick it is then to Hitchin Town. It looks like Gallifords over the top of it. It's an in-swing, a far post, looking for a head. It's found a Burke Hampstead head, and uh, Burke Hampstead can look to get the ball away with the number eight. There's just... <laughs> Not sure what Kai Turl's doing there. Maybe someone in the crowd he didn't like. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, I think he's picked them out as well. He's picked them out. <laughs> I think they're about five years old. <laughs> but he's absolutely smashed that away. So not sure what's going on. Berkhamsted are going to make a substitution now. It is the number six coming off. It's Mark Riddick that is uh, that's going to make way. I can... Uh, Give you the name of the player coming on in a minute. It's the number 16, I think. Uh, Alex 15. Stelmack. It's uh, 15. 15. Aaron Austin coming in then for the number six. Excuse me. <laughs> Son <laughs> of former Spurs player Dean Austin. Uh, is it? Is Aaron. Grandson of uh, Barry, who actually managed the old Burke Hempstead Town team to a, to a league title, the London Spartan League title, all the way back in uh, 1980. So, yeah, Aaron Austin coming on, 19 years of age. Born in Watford. Goal kick taken. Possibly the great-grandson of Steve Austin, the $6 million man. 
Here's Idia Cohen and dinks the ball forward, looking for Finley Wilkinson, but he's a lone figure up there, and uh, and uh, Bunga can get it back to his goalkeeper, and uh, they can begin then to play out from the back once again. It's a bit tricky that one. They're 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 not doing a very good job, but getting away with it. Turl picks up the pieces then into the centre of the park. Picked up by the number four for Berkhamsted, that's uh, Adam Martin, who can try and get Berkhamsted on the front foot. There's the first touch from the number 15. It is to uh, play it off of a hitching player and out um, for a throw in. A huge attendance today um, of 690 people in at Topfield today. That's an amazing achievement. Yeah, that is absolutely massive. It really is brilliant, brilliant work from all involved. Berkhamsted have brought a few down as well up on the far side, but it's amazing. 15 minutes before kickoff, it seemed like no one was here and it's really filled up and yep. been great to see a, a really large large attendance to end the year City get themselves another one against Sheffield United making a, a bit of a task out of that one here at Topfield though we've got a, a throw in coming on it's a long throw in from Berkhamsted it's all gone right into the 18 yard box it's been fumbled and in the end it's smashed clear and out of play again by Lane Eady just a little bit of nerves now, Hitchin. That one goal lead, they really should have had a second there for Jack Sneelis popping up at that back post. They've had a, a couple of chances, but Berkhamsted, I think, could be more than happy to just hold Hitchin at bay for the moment. They know they've still got a good half an hour left to, to get something out of this game. Here comes the throw in this. Another huge long one. Charlie Orlock's gone and punched it clear and punched it out, in fact, uh, for a corner. So a corner. Good pressure from Berkhamsted, this. Yeah, good spell. Set pieces are going to work in their favour. They can send up Hamilton Bunga from the back along I think with Luke Massingham who's going to make the run towards the back post Plenty of options then for the uh, Berkhamsted man, it's an in-swinger, it's a poor one in the end but it is flicked on and headed in at the post and they can, they've got themselves a goal, Berkhamsted it's been fumbled in, uncleared by Hitchin, I don't know what the defensive line were doing at the back but there's just nobody picking the ball up and, uh, and, and Berkhamsted have got themselves back in this game Hamilton Bunger and full debut his first goal for Berkhamsted, what a time to do it, away to their Hertfordshire rivals, out of nothing we said they were having a, a good little spell it's again woeful defending from the set piece for Hitchin who just couldn't clear their lines and there was Hamilton Bunga collecting the ball from his former Rushton teammate Luke Massingham and finding the bottom corner how about that for a debut goal well yeah I could have, we could have done without it to be fair but it's no more than they deserved they've been putting the pressure on Hitchin and uh, and the defense didn't hold out this time but uh, still plenty of goals in this your three nils gone my three one still stands headed clear then by Bunga the goal scorer uh, it's picked up by Lane Eady. Lane Eady, a high ball forward. Brad Bell's going to get on the end of this one. Instead, it's Isaac Galliford now can pick it up. Lovely little dink into the middle. Sneelis can hand it into Cav Cotter. He did think about it for a moment. Hitchin now just toying with the ball uh, on the edge of the 18-yard uh, box. Force back with Cav Cotter. Cav Cotter now into the box. Galliford's made an interesting run. He's not going to get to that, unfortunately. Yeah, Hitchin responding well uh, after falling to that equaliser for Hamilton Bunga. And I, I do wonder now, Berkhamsted, who haven't won away from home uh, all season, apart from against uh, Eastbourne United in the FA Cup all the way back in September, you know, where do they go from here? Do they look to, to push on for three points or are they going to be quite happy to, to settle for a draw? There's still plenty of time. The, the game will pan out its own way, I'm sure, but what will they think is a good result from top field, I wonder? How many teams have come here to top field and uh, on a bad run and found themselves picking up their run as Berkhamsted come forward again? It's the number eight, uh, Bissardi, just taken care of by... 
Kai Terl as uh, they're really on a, on a top buzz at the moment and we're going to have to be careful. They are. Terl's been hitting the ball left, right and centre, hasn't he, with some of these clearances? Certainly has. It's a throw-in over on the far side there, halfway into uh, Hitchens' territory and uh, Adam Martin is the man, of course, that's going to be taking this. This is where the goal almost came from last time. It's certainly where the uh, initial pressure came from first and this is going to be another one the same. It's another long one, deep and flicked on uh, at the post, but this Ooh. time Hitchin can clear with Idi Akara as uh, smashes his foot through that one. It's taken a bounce and uh, Sneelis it is that's underneath it with the, with the new Berkhamsted man, the 15 that's just come on, Austin. Pumped forward then by Hitchin. It's uh, not a very good ball in the end. Berkhamsted can, can clear their flanks. Here's Edie then. Edie's just dinked that forward. This time there is a player forward in, in Galliford, but uh, Brad Bell can come into the middle of the park and pick that one up. It's all in the air yeah, at the moment. It's ballooning everywhere. It is. Here's Idiakawa there. Nice little touch oh. from Sneelis. Back to Idiakawa now. He's uh, doing a little bit of trickery on the outside. Here's Terl. Terl's going to chip it over wide of the post. Oh. And it's met by Burke Hempstead Head. There was Finn Wilkinson in there. Isaac Galliford was arriving at the back good, corner to hit him. Good combination between Sneelis and Idiakawa. Those two work it really well. And there was Cotter on the right-hand side. Just got up and under the cross. Forced the header behind for a corner. Corner it is then. Cathcott has gone over to take it. Now there's an urgency about Hitchin. We certainly need to get ourselves back in front in this game. Here comes the corner then. Cathcott, it's an in-swinger. It's deep and at the back post it is going to be met by a, a head. It's a Burke Hampstead head this time. Brad Bell can pick up the pieces. Uh, not sure what that's uh, going to happen with that one there from Cav Cotter, but uh, Kaitel pumps it back into the danger area. On Bell side. was onside, and uh, it can be picked up. Here's Sneelis now. Sneelis into the box. It's been shepherded out well by Williams and played out for a, a throw-in. Good pressure from Mitchin. Yeah, it is, and I just thought are they going to leave a leg dangling out for Sneelis to be brought down. They did really well, actually, Williams back there and the Berkhamsted defenders, because he is so tricky on the box. It is so easy to bring him down in those sort of situations Edie then with a the throw in finds Galliford, Galliford back to Edie Edie's just got his foot on it now and two Berkhamsted players for company it's a lovely little trickery turn from from, oh, from Edie but uh, it's, the throw in has gone the opposite way, much to the dismay of a it's few a free of us kick. it's a free kick, I've got no idea what for if anything it was a it should be a free kick to hit him but uh, it's not, it's uh, yeah, free kick for Berkhamsted free kick to Berkhamsted, there we go, so uh, when luck sways, it sways. And um, like I said, we're here and it's dark and the referee's out there. So we've got to really go with what he says. Flicked on then by a hitching player and a bit of head tennis going on. Burkham said uh, of the team that comes forward with the ball now. And I think Charlie Horlock's just going to come out and gather that one nice and easy. And um, Been very assured back there as Charlie Horlock has always. Not a lot he could have done about the goal though because there were so many people in front yeah. of him. Here comes Brad Bell then, forward for Hitchin. He's going to get an opportunity but uh, well, well done in the end from Bunga just cutting across Brad Bell and allowing his goalkeeper the opportunity to pick the ball up. Head was watching the, that line around the edge of the box very, very closely waiting until that ball got right under his eyes because he would have been in big trouble if he picked it up outside the box. Absolutely would have done. Pumped forward then, looking for the uh, looking for the run of Freighter, but uh, as we've seen so often today, the ball just picking up a bit too much speed, and Hitchin get a goal kick. Time for a substitution, do you think, or do you think the Fantastic Four are doing a good enough job? Yeah, I think I'll leave it as it is. Matt Sharnsey, Freeman, Sellers, Georgiou, perhaps Georgie for Turl. If anything, steady up the defence a little bit, but I think Mark Burke is 
within his right to just keep things as it is. I agree with you there. Certainly doing a good job as Isaac Gallifard now plays it into Idiakoa. Idiakoa with all the magic in his toes plays it out to Lane Edie. Lane Edie now getting hitching on the front foot. Here's Emavon. Dan Emavon then just twisting and turning into Idiakoa. Idiakoa is going to play this out to Bell but it's a bad cross in the end and, uh, and Williams can pick it up. Williams into Freighter. Freighter turning, plays it square, square, nicely left by Mark, uh, uh, sorry, by Adam Martin. And uh, and now Burke Hempstead can build with the number two. He's getting, he's been allowed to get into the box and it's been picked up by Bateman. Bateman squares it to oh. uh, Freighter, who's stuck that way over. Hitchner inviting all sorts of pressure onto them now. And when you've got someone like Matt Bateman up front, who scored three goals against you in very much recent seasons, you've got to be more switched on than this because they're just letting Burke Hempstead back into the game after such a good start. Yeah, I think I'd agree with you there, Freddie. Definitely, mate. Freighter had to do better as well. It's a poor finish. 70 minutes gone then. 20 left to play. As uh, Hitchin try and clear their flanks and it bounces off of uh, a Burke Hampstead man. But Charlie Horlock can uh, claim this one easy. Brad Bell's got his arms held aloft. Some of those Hitchin fans breaking into the Yellow Football Team song, which I know is Mark Burke's favourite. Okay. To the tune of Yellow Submarine. Got those new songbooks on the terraces, I think. Excellent. It's a uh, long overdue, but uh, mm. we are a club on the up. We've got radio station and, uh, and uh, Sneelis there, just sorry, impeded by, by Bunga. And, and the referee has decided to give Hitchin a, a free kick. It's literally in front of the uh, commentary position. Brad Bell is your man that's going to take it. Plenty forward for Hitchin as uh, Lane Eady and uh, Kai Turl, the only ones, and they're in the... Burke Hampstead half as well. Everybody forward then for this. Referee just sorting things out. Here it comes. It's uh, it's long and in, looking for a flick on. It's come off of a Burke Hampstead head. I think Amazon's going to watch this one go out and accept the corner. Smart player, isn't he? Just knew that there was a touch on that and he could leave it. Yep, Hitchin Town then with the uh, with the corner. The the flag brigade and their croonies are starting <laughs> to crank up the volume now, and uh, this is what Hitchin need. Just a little bit of verbal support. Here it is then, Cotter in, Swinger coming in, it's deep into the post and the near post oh. and it's nearly, nearly been bundled in by Sneelis, I think, in the end. Simon got the first header, but you're right, Sneelis, I think, was running in at the back post and could have just touched it in. They Just lacking that tiny bit of sharpness still, some of these hitching players, and that was a, a really good opportunity, Simon getting to that header. Getting closer then, the town, 1-1 at the moment as it pans out. And... Uh, Jamie Head in no in no rush, uh, displaying his uh, very masculine walk there in front of the uh, Hitchin fans. <laughs> there you go. Lane Eady off and uh, a first look at Ryan Sellers there coming on for for Lane Eady. Lane Eady's run a good race today. Um, maybe just a little bit tired though. Maybe Sellers can offer us something else. Be good to see what this man's got. On for his debut. Yeah, 17 minutes left with one also A good time to come on. Be thrown into the action. Dual registration from Wingate and Finchley, isn't he? He played with Dan Emavon there, so those two should have a really good partnership, you'd think, yeah, getting straight into action. Well, they're down the same side as well, aren't yeah. they? So that's good. Kevin Cotter too. Burke Hampstead man down, getting up very gingerly. It's, uh, it's Matthew Bateman. And um, no, no foul. It's just going to be a throw-in taken by Williams this time for Burke Hampstead. They're certainly going to uh, have their tails up now, looking... 
looking for a, a, the winner as our hitching. Galliford it is that wins the ball then flicked forward and flicked on by Sneelis uh, into Finley Wilkinson but uh, the Berkhamsted man just getting in front of Wilkinson and they can break now themselves. This looks like it's going to be taken on and it is and that's not too far over there from, uh, from Ely it was in the end. Really, really good effort. I think it was uh, Lawal who's come on in the number 14 shirt. They've snuck him on without us they... uh, realising. But, yeah, really nicely struck. And, again, Hitchin just inviting this pressure. Shout out to Joseph, who has just tuned in to the news of that Hamilton Bunga. The former Rushton man has scored the equaliser. Yeah, well, it had to be an ex-Rushton man, didn't yeah. it? Eh? They, were, they used to be our bogey team. Charlie Horlock's goal kick just managing to sneak its way. Speaking of sneaking, past Freighter, if he'd have got a foot on it, we'd have been in trouble. Oh, Lawal came on for Warner Ely at half-time. There we uh, go. That's so why it was unannounced. OK, so it is, uh, it is Lawal on for, on for Ely. And we haven't noticed his impact up until he had that shot, obviously. No. Is, is Toby Syme then for Hitchin at the back. Just crossing the uh, halfway line now. He's seen the run of, uh, of Bradley Bell. And uh, Wilkinson now has picked up the ball into Bradley Bell. Bradley Bell's going to cross this one. It's deep. And at the post, there is a head rushing in. But it's uh, there's a foul gone on. And, uh, and you can hear from the ambient microphone that the Hitchin fans are not too happy about that. So if you picked up any fruitful language, well, it's no, that, that time was, of year. There was none there. But Ryan Sellers running in at the back post. He just nudged his man too much for the referee's line. Again, a good cross. I wondered if Wilkinson might have gone alone on his left foot because we know he can use both to, yep. to equal powerful measure. But Sne uh, Sellers just being pulled up. Going to get Snellers and Sneelers confused. Yep, Sellers, and you just did. You called him Snellers. Snellers, there you go. yeah. There we go. There's one to look out for. <laughs> Excellent. You've got the teams right, though, Freddie, so I'm impressed with that. <laughs> I've cut that out, to be fair, haven't I? Just calling teams completely random different clubs. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Throwing then to Berghamsted, halfway into Hitchens half, over on the far side it is of course going to be Adam Martin on that side of the field that's going to run across to take this one. Hitchin now really need to, uh, to start getting themselves back into this game, not allowing Berghamsted to get themselves and their tails up. Long throw coming in that's right into the box, flicked on in the end uh, by a hitching man. and uh, it's, exact, gone out. it's exactly the same nudge and Toby sign that Sellers has just been penalised for at the other end, if I'm not mistaken, because he was clearly bundled off the ball there. Berkhamsted won a penalty. <laughs> uh, not sure they're going to get that one. Christmas has gone, mate. You are going to get a corner, though, and this is going to be an in-swinging corner, and you did score from your last corner, so uh, we're going to be very cautious about this one. They are still over there negating with the referee. I think the referee didn't like their uh, their appeal. No idea what really they were looking for. Something there. else going on over there as well. Looks like uh, John Freeman's being readied uh, for Hitchin Town. He's not come on just yet. Perhaps for Galliford. That's uh, probably the right call, actually. In comes the cross from Berkhamsted, the corner headed in, and Charlie Horlock's gone down, and it's into the back of the net. Berkhamsted have scored again, and they run over to their fans to celebrate. It's that big number 10, Nathan Freighter, that's picked it, picked it up, and like I said, from a corner, another set piece, and, and Hitchin two, find themselves 2-1 down now. It just looked inevitable the second that ball dropped in the box that someone was going to be there to bundle it over the, over the line. Brad Bell wants to get the ball back to take things quickly. Emerson's having a bit of a scrap with Freighter as well, not happy with something, and uh, Martin's just calming him down. This is a, a calamity for Hitchin now, trailing by two goals to one, it's a side that haven't won away in the league all season. They're going to get John Freeman on now. 
for Hitchin, the, the set-piece defending. We said Berkhamsen were a tall team as uh, Gallifer does come off for, for Freeman. And Hitchin's set-piece struggles just continue. Oh, mate, I don't know. Uh, again, it was a corner and just something, something stirred in my guts. And uh, looks like uh, there's another one coming on as well. I think this one's for Berkhamsted. It's the number three bunga that's coming off. Uh, I didn't get the number that's coming on, I'm afraid. Daniel Newton. Daniel Newton. It is the number 12 on for bunga. So they're making themselves a nice defensive change there, you would think. Yeah. Try and defend this lead. It's uh, not often they've got a lead, but how many times have, have, have teams come to top field and turn their season around? Yeah, it's not good enough for Hitchin. And yes, Berkhamsted are a taller team, but when the ball's dropping, you've got to be winning it and, and clearing it away. And the Canary's just weak at the back again with these set pieces. Uh, you look, they are losing Kieran Jones, Lewis yeah. Barker, Stan Georgie, who are all big set piece threats, of course. And you rely on the likes of Simon and Emavon, but you know you've got to be better prepared in those situations. Toil forward now, hitching uh, in the 18-yard box, oh. looking to why are you playing it like that? Berkhamsted now picking up the ball. It should be really hitching, sticking it into the back of the net. Here comes Eddie Okoa, nicking the ball back. He's got some uh, something about him today. He's definitely chewing at the bit. Corner to hit it. Yeah, one them a corner, and now the Canaries. That's uh, funny how the game can turn so quickly. They're the team who are trying to put Berkhamsted under pressure now, and just as Royston did on Boxing Day, Berkhamsted are going to make this very, very difficult. In it comes then from Cavcott of the number seven, flicked away by the Berkhamsted man, pumped back in again from Freeman. Here's Finley oh. Wilkinson. That's he's not going to want to see that back. Hit into the air by Toby Syme uh, and away by Berkhamsted. Now they've got uh, one player forward, and that's uh, not going to reach him, I'm afraid, as uh, the number 16 Freeman can just. Uh, uh, sorry, the, the number 16 uh, Sellers can just tidy things up at the back. Here's Turl then long and hard along the ground. It's flicked off of uh, Idiakoa and gone out. Uh, he's, he's given it to a throw into Hitchin. Yeah, no, it was. It came off, uh, came off the Berkhamsted man. Excellent. There's my eyes failing again. But <laughs> fortunately this time it's uh, Hitchin that can get it. I think it was Sellers that took the ball in. Flicked forward then. Picked up by a Berkhamsted man, Hitchin snacking away at his ankles, but it's still Berkhamsted that come forward now with Bissardi. He's got some pace about him. Three players from Hitchin around him, and uh, in the end, it's an excellent job from uh, from John Freeman. And Charlie Horlock can uh, get Hitchin back forward. Here comes Turl. Turl out to Bradley Bell. It's a poor ball in from Bradley Bell. It's intercepted by the uh, number eight, Bissardi, and lobbed forward. It's a poor ball lobbed forward in the end. And, uh, and Toby Syme is chasing, uh, chasing a dead ball. It was offside. Hitchin staring down the barrel of yet another away uh, home defeat. You know, they've already lost more home games this season than they did the whole of last year. They've won more away games than at top field. Matt Sharzy then being readied. He's going to be coming on. I'm not sure who for. I'm guessing it's going to be Sneelers. I think, he, yeah, his race might be run. I think you'll be right. Emavon with a long ball forward, hoping Finley Wilkinson can get on the end of it. No way at all. That one's straight into Jamie Head's hands. Going down on the ball, taking yeah. his time. They're a side of such a difficult season, as I say, haven't won in the league. No. Uh, since the opening day of the season at home to Nuneaton, Trishan Patel, the, the caretaker manager, bounces, is paying off so far, even after a difficult start. And let's see how they control this game. Uh, speaking of control, Bateman didn't have any of that at all. He was the only man forward, uh, including Hitchin players, and all he had to do was get that under control, and Hitchin were in big trouble again. Fortunately, uh, maybe the tables are turning and Hitchin can 
come forward and get themselves back in this game as uh, it's a poor ball forward from Sellers just as I open my big mouth. Passing out from the back has not been a feature of Hitchens' good play today. It's Brad Bell that's coming off for Matt Sharzy, which is interesting. Means we're throwing the kitchen sink at him. Wonder if he will just play wing back. Bell shaking his head, looking disgruntled as he walks around. Gets a little bit of applause from the Hitchin fans in front of us, and he applauds the fans back, which is good to see. Hitchin have yep. got work to do here. They really have, and this is not a defeat at all. They would want to end the year on, and, and credit to Burkhampton. You know they've taken those chances. But the Canaries, again, have not been able to make use of their momentum in this game. No. Reverting back to that negative football as well. And here come Burkhampton, actually, with the number 15. They're looking to get themselves on the front foot, and it's, uh, it's a little bit of tennis there, and uh, Charlie Orlock can recover this. He rolls it out to Keitel now. Keitel's got plenty of space to run into. He's got Cav Cotter for company. He's also got uh, John Freeman in the middle of the box, but he opts to give it straight to a Burkhampton player. That's that number four, Adam Martin, who's uh, obviously a fan favourite with the Hitchin boys. Well, yeah, he was involved in that tackle on Steelers, wasn't he? Nice and early, and uh, was actually the Southern League's youngest captain back in 2007 at the age of 18. He played for Hemel Hempstead, played in Ireland as well. Uh, a lot of experience, 34 years of age. Throw in from Kaitel, then just gaining a few extra yards for Hitchin Town, and uh, we haven't actually got a player that can throw it into the 18-yard box. But Kaitel's going to have a go because nobody is coming forward to, to, to bail him out for this one. Now Idiakoa does come forward to receive the ball. It's flicked over him onto Sneelis. Sneelis now tangling his way in between two Burkhamsted players and uh, coming off second best. Uh, it's uh, it's come off of the uh, it's come off of Bateman and. Uh, Appeal though he might, the ref's not going to change his mind. Kaitel then throws it in, looking for the run of Idiakoa. It's come off the back of Idiakoa, and uh, the Burkhamsted man can clear that forward. It's oh. Bateman winning the free kick here off Syme, I think. Well, you can hear that that was a very popular, <laughs> a popular decision from the referee, and Syme's going to go into the book. He's made things difficult, hasn't he, Bateman? To his credit, even if he's not at the chances, yeah. he's he's been a nuisance up there. You know, a player of his quality, and he has he has worked really well interchanging with Nathan Freighter. Yeah, no, he's had a great game, and uh, the two of them have been menacing up front as well. Not sure what that's about. Their attendance being announced over the Tano 690. Again, really good crowd. Kyle Williams will take the free kick. He's uh, He's got a kick on him as Kyle Williams. You can certainly... Uh, interesting way they've lined up for this as well. There's movement going on. They're, they're just distractions because the ball's definitely going over there. It's a bit far over there, actually, for anything major to happen. And it rolls uh, out of play harmlessly for Charlie Horlock together. <coughs> Six minutes to go plus added time and just like the Royston game there's almost that air of inevitability that it's just not going to happen for Hitchin because once they find themselves behind at the moment and they have to break teams down they, they just can't seem to do it but they'll see if they can prove me wrong. Put my money where my mouth is Hitchin on my coupon today. And, uh, Never bet on your own team I think you might have to stop. No I always <laughs> I always do. I don't know. There what, we go. Yeah. Something's hit him in the nose, the Burkhamsted man, and a nice bit of time wasting. And to the ref's credit, he's going to go over and book him as well for saying Excellent. there was absolutely nothing wrong with you there. Bradley there Bell go. then throws the ball to him. And Sneelis. Hitchin fan's not happy. The line's been indicating he's as well that he's again. checking the time. Well, if he takes any longer, he could be in trouble of a, a second yellow. It's a... Uh, Referee just writing it down. 
Not sure what Adam Martin's doing. No. But, uh, He's not endeared himself particularly well with the hitch and faithful Adam Martin, that's for sure. No. Now he's bouncing the ball down as the, uh, one of the substitutes. Yep, it is uh, Newton is the man. Mm. Kaitel then can pump the ball forward. Newton again gets his foot through that. I know it's gone all the way back to Charlie Hall. Like a big urgency now about Hitchin Town as they come forward. Are they going to salvage a point out of this when we should really be claiming all three? But uh, credit to Burke Hampstead. They've, uh, they've not given up. They've uh, got themselves back into this game and now they've got themselves in, in front as well. Here's Cav Cotter on the centre circle, turning and twisting. As Bob's had enough, he's on his way home. <laughs> goal claimed by the goalkeeper. Well done, Jamie Head. Countless times you see Bob leaving early and you know it's going to be an unhappy trudge back home when you see him leaving a few minutes before the final whistle. Ball with Head then. Going to get us back underway. Obviously taking no turn. Plenty of time taken with that one. It is hit up in the air and flicked on. It's a good flick on in the end, but uh, too much for Freighter. And uh, Charlie Horlock can get us away with Keitel. Keitel being tracked by Freighter coming down. That's uh, an interesting ball, but it's only found the, uh, the, the foot of Newton. Newton pumped it forward again, just anywhere. Anywhere but in Berkhamsted, half will do. Here's Toby Syme then, going to look to get that back to Charlie Horlock. Uh, and does. Out to Emavon now. Emavon's going forward as he often does it's a it's a long kick forward and it has found Matt Charlesy actually it skipped its way past the Berkhamsted man and uh, and now Wilkinson can pick it up on this left hand side Wilkinson back into Idiakoa now he's uh, almost took a stumble on the ball but manages to get it across to Kaitel he's looking for somebody to play it to into Sneelis Sneelis has got no option with three men around him just to play it back into Idiakoa, oh. that's a lovely turn from Idiakoa. They're going to have to take him down, and uh, they do in the end. The referee's not interested in that. Um, not sure that I agree with that decision, but there you go. Emma Von then picks up the ball for Hitchin Town. Still with Emma Von now into. Um, into Wilkinson Wilkinson now over to Kaitel he's going to get on the end of this um, Idiakoa is still down holding his leg but play does continue here is Kaitel now he's got himself around his man he's been dragged down and this time it will be a free kick and, and Idiakoa can finally get some help brilliant from Kaitel really is that's a free kick in a really dangerous position as well done by the byline we can only hope Idiakoa is okay with Hitchin making all of their subs and of course knowing what a key player he is yeah, and uh, he, he has uh, recently just come back from uh, from injury, and it is that uh, that same left ankle that is that is holding. Mm. Hopefully, it'll be okay to continue. It doesn't look too bad, but he is he is so good when he's just able to spin between players, turn defence into attack. He's great to watch. Like I said. Uh, he had three players around him for company and they are going to have to take him out if they want to stop that run and that's exactly what they did. Mm. Referees deemed it to be a uh, perfectly legal challenge. I, uh, I beg to differ, but uh, he's, he's, he's limping very gingerly is, is, is Idiakoa. And like you say, we've had all of our substitutions. Otherwise, I think a sensible thing to do would be to just to pull him off. Yeah, he's limping off, but he's desperately trying to keep, keep going. No more than we'd expect from Eddie Idiakoa free kick it is then I think it's Freeman standing over this one in it comes it's to the back post and punched away by the goalkeeper Cav Cotter's going to chase this alongside the uh, number 14 is Lowell and uh, 
Cotter bringing him down as he was trying to break away. And, and the ref's given it. Lowell, clever. Probably a yellow card as well if the referee's going to adhere to that decision. Idiokoa desperate to get back on the pitch now. And yes, it is a yellow for Cotter. There we go. So um, we we don't get one for our one, but uh, no. we pick up a yellow card. So that's that's uh, that's all good. Final minute now. Hitchin can only hope for a, a good chunk of added time to get back into the game. The Berghamstead keeper now down, holding his feet, and the referee's going to go and sort him out. Yeah, this is this is uh, again perfect perfect time consumption as we saw here the other day. Um, I think it's a good time to ask you for your man of the match, actually, Freddie, while we've got this break in play. Wilkinson, the goal scorer. I think Dan Emerson has been Hitchens' best player today. Really, really good at the back. To, um, driving forward out of defence. His physicality's uh, really been important for Hitchens. So, yeah, Dan Emerson, my ID at HCFC Radio, man of the match here at top field. And we'll be talking to him after. That's an excellent choice. And uh, Finn Wilkinson picking it up from the sponsors, from the Bull sponsors. And uh, we love to pick a different one, don't we? I think... <laughs> First time Dan's got it for us as well since that move from Wingate and Finchley. But goalkeeper down now into added time. That'll only mean we get a little bit more to work with. But still, yeah. I don't think it's going to be loads. I mean, it was yeah. seven at Royston, wasn't it? And it, oh, it's seven here today as well. But yeah. can Hitchin make something out of it? I mean, it's a game they should be winning, but they'll be going all out for a draw here. Yeah, no, it's a, a, a draw is the best we can hope for. The flag uh, brigade choosing man of the match. I've seen the match full sponsors. Oh, was it? Goal scorer. Yeah. There you go. And so, he's, he's run the line well and a, a great goal as well. So yeah, it was a beautiful goal. He was second in contention for me, definitely. OK, that's interesting, yeah. Steelers not far behind, but if only he could have found that bottom corner. Kytel then just defending this free kick and Hitchin can come forward. Freeman trying to get the ball forward. It's a man of the match Emavon in the end that does get it through and here's oh. Cotter now Cotter's played it up full to Wilkinson Wilkinson initially lost control but he's regained control of the ball and he's going to flick that one into Idiokoa Idiokoa then now down into Kaitel. Kaitel looking for his options he's only got Idiokoa in the centre and we've forced back to Toby Syme Toby Syme now being pressed lobs it high and wide and uh, the only person out there is Sneelis who would have been coming in from an offside position and it can wander out harmlessly and Burkhamsted can take more time to get this ball tell Matt Shazi was up there with him and just wanted that ball first time over the top and tell in the end was just forced back in but you won't mind that it's a throwing in a, a, a position that they can work with even though it's in Berkhamsted hands it's deep in their own half though down by the Canary Kitchen had a good burger from them today actually thrown in oh, then there's a little don't. bit of hanky-panky and he's given it the other way again yeah it's just light contact again Ryan Sellers bringing the man down and the, the, the days where football games are allowed to let flow I, I've not seen it in recent weeks here at Hitchin and no I get you've got to find the balance right but there is just no room for any kind of physicality in the, the games that I've seen coming back down to top field I think that's that can be said like through the ranks though I mean yeah. I, you know I'm coming from an era where your players were on the pitch and they'd, they'd have a fight one of them would have a bleeding nose and the ref there wouldn't be a yellow card the ref would just say come on get on with it uh, I remember Leeds United Billy Bremner he was a boy still of course Steve George you all know all about that as will Finn Wilkinson's dad being Leeds mm. boys Stan's Nanan I don't know if she's a Leeds fan but we've always forgotten her shout out so there we shout go shout out to her happy new year Anne and all of our listeners might be a happy one for Berkhamstead. Certainly is as Freeman twists and turns and gets the ball out over to man of the match Dan Emavon, obviously for HGFC Radio's man of the match. It's a nice turn. He's 
gone back into the centre into Toby Sign. We really need to be looking at getting the ball forward. There's four players forward for Hitchin. One of them is Sneelis. That's gone over the top of his head. You're doing the Sneelis Sellers thing now, which is great. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, is it Sellers? <laughs> He's getting forward then, Sellers, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is. That, I think that's the way. Whoever's going to play in these wing back positions, we know, you know, Hitchin's wing backs have scored 10 goals this season, Bellinidi and. Mm. Interesting to see what he can bring to the side. A little short of game time, Sellers, which is why he's made that move across from North London. Throwing them, flicked on for Berkhamsted and dinked out of play. And uh, the Lino is going to give that to uh, to Hitchin. Again, just doesn't feel, and I think you can sense this amongst the crowd and those who are just starting to make those early exits. There is just no belief no. that Hitchin are going to find a way back into the game. A lot of these fans have been at Garden Walk on Boxing Day, and it just seems a quite a similar story. Yep, similar colours, a similar result. Oh, giving it again, another soft free kick. Yeah, the referee has been consistent at least. But he's also, he's, you know, and again, this isn't sour grapes because um, he has missed a couple for Hitchin that were definites mm. for, for me, especially that one on Eddie Akoa. Um, it's a foul, do you know what I mean? Uh, referee not interested in that one. Um, and that, that's what will frustrate even more because, you know, there, there are benefits to, to referees like this because if you are a skillful player, you become, you know, you mm. get more of a, a value of being brought down in good positions. You know you're, mm. you can't get kicked out of the game, but Eddie Akoa has been at times. Kicked forward then and just headed out of play by the Burkhamsted man. Maybe a little bit of justice um, there. Nathan Freighter unable to get the ball under control and uh, it goes out for a for a hitching goal kick. Rain absolutely teeming down now at top field as well, which isn't helping Hitchin try and play their football. Dusty rain, as we as we yeah. say. There's Spencer going past. Happy New Year, Spence. Hitchin come forward then in a last minute. Attack. Matt Shazi's picked it up in a good position. Uh, Burkhamsted people all over him. Players uh, literally all over him and they win the ball back. Pumped it forward. Anywhere will do for Burkhamsted as the clock ticks down and uh, not in the favour of Hitchin Town either, unfortunately. Charlie Horlock now is going to look to get forward as he tries to be an outfield player and he's oh, made no. a meal of that. He's made a right pig's ear of that and Freighter has made it worse for Hitchin Town. That's free for Burkhamsted. Uh, you'll, you'll have to forgive my uh, lack of celebration. It's just caught me on the hop. Charlie Horlock in the middle of nowhere uh, trying to be an outfield player. Made a complete pig's ear of it. Freighter said thank you very much. Uh, nestled it into the back of the net. Game set and match. There are Shakes and high fives and hugs in the Berkhamsted bench and why not a first away win of the season in the league a first since back in August when the weather looked very different to this and there's a real exodus of Hitchin fans who are leaving the ground now I can tell you when Charlie Horlock's making mistakes you know it's an off day when yep. he's walking into midfield and, and doing something silly instead of getting the ball long you know that the thing, things are not right for Hitchin Town Matt Bateman is absolutely loving it as he runs back to the halfway line Freighter who had two goals the all season coming into this game he's doubled that tally really good finish but all he had to do was pick out an empty net from range that's game over there'll be some big celebrations from Burko at the end of this one yep it was um, it was Freighter that got on the end of it ball coming off of um, Matt Shazi in the end and uh this is a real low point for Hitch in this, you know, losing to Royston and then a couple of days later losing to a side who 
haven't won since the opening day of the season. There's some real questions now to be asked after what has been a, a good run of form, winning at St Ives, a creditable draw against Mikulova. These are two really, really poor results, and they'll hurt. Well, like we said, you know, a, a new manager can have a, a positive effect, even though it's not a new manager uh, as such. It, it, it is a new man in charge. And... Um, and, and he's done his homework today. He's come here and, um, like I say, they've Burkhamsted have come here and played. It's Hitchin's uh, lack of play that, that's cost us the game, really. Yeah, coming into it after a 6-0 loss to Stourbridge, 4-0 defeat to relegation rival Sudbury. It's, it's absolutely huge. And I talked about it. Not Trish and Patel, enough. you know, wanting, you know, if he wants to be that permanent manager, it's the, the perfect start to his era. Certainly is. Put and his uh, case forward. They've, uh, they've not given up yet either as... Uh, Williams throws the ball in. There's still scrapping going on in there. Bateman's now the man on the ball and uh, getting muscled off of it, actually, by Toby Syme. But there's plenty of scrapping going on and Burkhamsted players fighting for every chance, even this late in the game, 3-1 up. Yeah, and I, I told you early in the first half, how long are they just going to be happy to stick around, hold in on the game, yeah. know they'll get those opportunities? And that they stuck to mm. that plan. They stayed patient. They worked those set pieces to perfection. They got the long throw-ins into the box. They scored from two corners. And Hitchin have had no way through. Haven't created enough chances again. I don't know where we're finding this added on time from now. It's too little too late, even if Hitchin do go is. and get a second. Yep. Whee! There you go. Smashed That's out into the crowd. Nice defensive move there from the um, <laughs> somebody of my age. Not sure I could have headed that clear. Anyway, in it comes, Sidiakoa into, uh, into Kai Turl and just uh, nothing really to, to fight for anymore. But uh, there we go. There's the, there's the final whistle. It's bowed heads from the, uh, from the Canaries. Uh, Sneelis kicks the ball away in, in frustration. And um, yeah, Burkhamsted have got themselves a first win and it's come at top field like we can save us. So many clubs have come here and, uh, and maybe it could be the turning point for them if it could be the only positive that comes out of it. Hitchens Fortress this season has been the coach that takes them to away games. They have not turned up at top field at all. A seventh defeat already uh, at top field in the league this season and uh, against a team, as we say, that hadn't won on the road uh, all season long. The Canaries going from a, go a goal up on top of the world. Finley Wilkinson smashing one. Uh, into the top corner uh, and the Canaries throwing that lead away conceding two goals from set pieces and then Charlie Horlock caught napping Burke Hampstead rub rubbing salt into the wounds and winning the game 3-1. Uh, real questions now for Mark Burke to answer I don't know when the Canaries have trained this week because they've got that Friday game slightly earlier yeah. uh, date in the diary travelling away to Varwell to face Nuneaton but they've got some real uh, soul searching to do. Good to see Temiak and Buso down in front of us. Name player of the month for Kings Langley in uh, December enjoying his loan spell perhaps he'll be on the phone to Mark Burke after well, after watching that this afternoon if he's been banging in the goals there at step four it's not a bad shout is it Akin Basoy is, a, is an excellent player and how many times has he come on and changed the game for us and uh, and I think looking down at that bench that we've got here now um, are there game changers on there maybe a, an on form uh, Arnold Matt Sharzy can but we know that he can he can run hot and cold himself John Freeman he's had a good game but uh, then he's come on and not really m had an impact uh, in a couple of games since then. So there, there are too many players not 
at their potential and, yeah. and it's not for the want of trying and I don't doubt that for a second we know how hard these players work but there are too many players having off days who are just being accommodated in the side and you know it, it's really hard to pinpoint exactly what's going wrong but if you were doing player ratings there's too many 5 and 6 out of 10s instead of 7s, 8s, 9s there's no one player out there who's taken control of that game you know and carried Hitchin forward Burkamp said there have been you know Freighter working hard up front Bateman self the defenders back there, even yeah. Jamie Head, not look good, but Hitchin haven't tested him enough. No, and Basadi, he was their number eight. He was a nuisance, had plenty of pace about him, uh, and he was a, a, a very difficult character. Love him or hate him, Adam Martin with those long throw-ins and, and, and just his passion. Um, you can't question but, it, really. And as well, when you're saying love him or hate him, you know, to get a player, like we say with Adam Murray, if you do hate him after 90 minutes, he's probably, he's done, a he's probably done a good job against you. You've probably done it, you know, for the right reasons. It's yeah. probably, if we beat Berkhamsted 3-1, it's probably a few listeners who hate us. Yeah. <laughs> it's just exactly because, that. you know, that's football. You know, you, you don't like who you come up against. And if they, if they intensify those feelings, it means they've done a good job and They've got under your skin. They've done that with the Hitchin fans. And look, they're he's the last man to mate. leave the pitch. Now he's he's celebrating. And why won't they? It's been a, a really difficult season. Trish and Patel, credit to him. Yeah. Watched them from, from the wings of the coaching staff. Well thought of. Uh, and he's come back in. Uh, and he's masterminded a, a 3-1 win for, for Burkhamsted today. Hitchin now have got to go and take on a Nuneaton side at Barwell. You know, away from home. Difficult for Nuneaton. Lost 3-0 to Leicester by the looks of it this afternoon. We'll have it live on HCFC radio but there's so much work for Hitchin to do there, there really is and they are missing players Barker, Gouveia, Jones like I say no Gleeson again today I understand he was rested he, he, he didn't feel too good after the Royston game pulled up in one way or another and those are some big players to miss but you know we're playing a Berkhamsted side that are missing 11 players from the team who went up last season the, you, you, there's didn't, only didn't so matter, many excuses you can produce at the end of the day yeah. because Hitchin have not been good enough for, for large parts of that first half and for, for, for probably the last half an hour. For the first half an hour and the last half an hour, they've not been good enough today. And Burkhampton have done enough. They've taken their chances. Set pieces again. We've got to start having these conversations. Yeah, no, we do need to have these. And like you say, you know, we've, we've, we've got, all right, we've got a couple of players out. But um, does it make that much difference? I guess the biggest miss is probably going to be Kieran Jones mm. um, out of that lineup, taking nothing away from everybody else. But uh, do you really think that any difference would have been made? I just think it's a, just a poor huff and puff performance from Hitchin. And, and, and Berkham said they're celebrating like they've won the cup. Uh, uh, well, yeah, and and again, bringing in Diogo Gouveia is he could be managed exactly the same. Sneerless Gouveia, yep. court of managed, played out the game, kept up the game really well in the midfield. The service into them has been really poor. Hitchens playing out from the back, too much hit and hope. You know, he spent the first 25 minutes of the game going yeah, long yeah, yeah. ball. You know, what's the strategy that Mark Burke's sending them out with? Because against Royston, I can't tell you at the moment what our style of play is. No, no, and I. I don't think the players are on the same wavelength of it as well in these last couple of games. It certainly did seem like we were lost, uh, we'd lost our way uh, a little bit at the moment. And the next match on HTFC Radio, Freddie, is going to be that one up at Barwell. Yeah, really looking forward to that. Join myself and Joseph from 7.30. We'll have a, a belly full of chips and curry sauce. Happy New Year to you all as well. It's been a, a great year on HTFC Radio, but it, it starts and ends in defeat. Happy New Year to you, Marak. I know you'll enjoy the celebrations. And to you, Freddie. Sorry, it's a bad run to all the supporters listening in. Uh, if you're a Berkhamsted fan, your boys are jumping around all over the place like they just won the FA Cup. It's finished here. Berkhamsted 3, Hitchin Town 1.